Hello everybody and welcome to episode 425 of Conversation Street with Gemma and her older and wiser husband Michael. Yeah, you're older than me now. I'm not, I'm now the same age as you. <laughs> We're even for the next three months. Is it three months? It's three months. Thank you for the, all the birthday messages that everybody tweeted and texted and, and stuff into me and that was very, very nice. I had a lovely birthday, a lovely lockdown birthday. Didn't really do much, did we? But no, not, not much all. going on at the moment. No. We did put up, we put up some um, pictures on the wall, didn't we, of our um, giant curry framed stamps, which is yeah, quite fun. Yeah, they look very cool. They're behind me at the moment. Yeah, we got them in our lounge so that whenever we have guests, whenever we're allowed to have guests again, people can say, why do you have giant curry stamps put on your wall? And I'll say, shut up, Charlie. No, a general will say, Michael wanted them. They're Michael's, it's nothing to do with me. No, I'll say shut up Charlie, because it'll probably be Charlie that'll ask me this. Not, not Coronation Street Charlie, but the other Charlie that we know, <laughs> who's always telling you things and pointing stuff out. Yeah. He's, he's professionally annoying, mm. but I do love him. I, yeah, I, I had a lovely birthday, and I got some cards, and got some presents, and I just got the children doing art all day at school, so it was nice and calming and lovely. And we have Deliveroo now. Oh yes, thanks we... to thanks to COVID nineteen, they finally decided to deliver food to the other side of Southampton, mm. so across had... the across the bridge. Um, they finally realised that they can actually go over the bridge, mm. and so now we can we can order so much food that's bad for us. It's going to be brilliant. We we had five guys. <laughs> yes. we had lukewarm five guys burgers but i did heat up the chips and they yeah. were very nice and we had a pizza the day before didn't we was that from delivery yeah they didn't put no, the no, little... no it was pizza hut oh okay what did well... we get from delivery no i think maybe that was no it, i bought some donuts oh yes for michael's birthday to send it to send into we've just school. been splashing out and eating very unhealthily stone this week. ground donuts they're called i think they've got a kiosk in uh West Key, they were, they were really nice, weren't they? Talking of a stone, really that's probably how much weight I've put on over the course of the week, but never mind. Birthday I'll just have month. to get back on that diet next week again. Anyway, it was lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, and curry was quite good this week too. Oh yeah, we'll get... I love it when people get told bad news about mm. their children and cry. Oh, but it was, it was drama this week in curry, There's also it? been some great scenes on classic coronation on a not classic vintage quarry yes we're getting close to the end of the 70s, 70s we've been quite enjoying what we've been week. watching so it's all, all been good now um you might be wondering about the patreon competition that we've been banging on about for the past month oh, and yeah, a half or so it is over you well know. as we're recording people have still got mm, a few more hours that they can uh, write in and tell us but um if, if you listen to this now and it's too late you should have entered so we're gonna um pull a winner out of a hat or whatever for that next week and then we will have a new Rovers Patreon so thank you very much to everybody who has entered and of course to our anonymous donor who's agreed to sponsor the competition thank you very much and also thank you to everybody who is a patron we've had some new people and some people changing up their tiers and it's really nice Thank you so much. You guys are really helping us out. Especially considering that our Airbnb got cancelled. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Our We're... trip to Manchester that's supposed to be happening in about a month's time and has had a bit of a snag. Well, technically, I mean, technically, we're not actually allowed to go anywhere yet, are we? I don't think. It's not le- really legal to um, travel unless you're a key worker. I'm a key worker. I know, but you're not travelling on key worker business, darling. <laughs> but, so, 
Airbnb, even though other other companies are accepting bookings, Airbnb are not. So when our annoying host cancelled our booking, which we've had for months now, we, you guys we, know we we've booked had this months, months and months and months ago, and she just cancelled out the blue like and, and three or four like, days oh, ago. I'm really sorry, and now she's added it back on for way more money. Yeah, we should complain about that. But you can't actually book anything yet because. You have to wait. You have to wait until, until Saturday. Fourth. So by the time this comes up, we may have hopefully be back oh, on with this is, again. We might have found somewhere that's better because we were located right in Immediate City. We don't need to be there now because we can't go and harass people at the gates because we might give them diseases. So Southern I, diseases. <laughs> they'll, I'll touch them and they'll go, oh, where? Disease, like, diseases we like some from, cider, please. Diseases and I'll go, from down below. There you go. Yeah, I've, I've got them now. Um, so we are going to be hopefully going into Manchester, but I don't know. Yes, we will see. We'll see about that. I'm really worried. Well, don't worry because we'll we'll get somewhere. It'll be fine um, because it's our tenth wedding anniversary this year. I know, and you keep you you basically. I keep saying to you, most normal people don't pay this much for accommodation. This is how much you pay to go camping in Cornwall. Michael thinks that over forty five pounds a night for co- accommodation is a rip off scam. And you can't even get a hotel for less than 100 quid round here. I'm just trying to be thrifty. For our 10th wedding anniversary. <laughs> you never know, I could have a great present lined up. I don't think you I do. I don't, yeah. <laughs> also you this week... You don't even week, know what to get me. Also this week, we have put on something um, a new on YouTube, haven't we? We've yes. started an actual video series on YouTube that's going to go ahead for the next eight weeks or so. We say video, we don't feature on it very much. Well, I, you don't... No, your, your our face. faces... Do, my face does not appear... But the faces of many Coronation Street actors appear in the like form to... of the Cor- the Coropedia ultimate ultimate character ranking. So we are not ranking survey survey. We're going through and we're scoring every single regular character from the last sixty years of Coronation Street. We're giving them a score out of one to five. No half numbers allowed. No, it's so. it's a form. If you haven't um, heard about this, if you haven't seen it, you can go onto Currypedia and they have got a little poll that you can fill out. Well, it's not little because as I said, as Gemma said, it's every regular character, which is how many, Gemma, do you remember? 367. 373, so close. Oh. <laughs> if you got about the Baileys again, Sorry, didn't I, you? Sorry, I didn't count the, <laughs> the person that was in uh, August 1965 for 10 episodes. Well, then they're not a register. They don't count either. Regular. So what, what, we've done and I'm, I'm sure some of you listening to this have heard of it already is um yeah we're, we're doing um chunk by chunk screen recording us voting and talking about it and um so we, we literally will get a chance to talk about every it is we, we intended to do one video going through the whole lot and then we took 40 minutes to get to the end of the first segment on the poll which you is the me. regular characters and then oh, we got blimey we better um better spread this out i've scored them and i only took me what did you say it took you it took an me hour? like an hour or so and and because we're talking and you're arguing with me, even though it's supposed to be my score, it's taken us ages. It, it's a great chance to discuss some um, all the and main character characters this, across the years. Just like when we do our scoring of the week in Coronation Street, we rarely give out fives. Mm. Five out of five is a very rare score. There are, oh, I, I don't. We haven't kept a tally of what our scores have been. No, because we've recorded like four or five weeks worth already we haven't, haven't we? actually we haven't registered finished this yet. with Coropedia yet no so we're gonna have to go once we finish recording it all we're gonna have to go through and actually register the vote yes um so uh, then we've got also, a few fives lots so of listen, threes don't worry if you haven't seen all of all of Coronation Street even if you've only seen a few years 
don't worry about it because you don't have to score every character. You can just leave them blank. So if you get to a section you haven't watched any from that decade, just skip through until you get to the end. There will be... So there's the current characters, then there's the decade characters, and then at the very end, there's villains. Mm. It's lots and lots of fun to do. So if you haven't checked out the YouTube video, go and have a look at that. Surprisingly difficult. You can see me doing a very cringy talk to camera at the beginning and end. It's not cringy. It's a good skill that you're developing. I'm getting used to it. And you can see how my lockdown hair's going. And actually, the first one, I hadn't even shaved for two days. So I looked like a right scruff bag at the beginning of this uh, first one. Is that against the wall there? Yeah, it was against the other wall. We've also done wall. another... We've like, been hanging pictures all over the lounge this past week. And we week. haven't even got a spirit level, and we had so many arguments about me telling Michael we needed a spirit level, it's and him fine. using his phone, and it was actually, actually stupid. So that's our little bit of promo for YouTube and Chiropedia. I also want to drop in another mention for the Distinct Nostalgia podcast. Oh, fresh yeah. Fresh from interviewing um, legend Thelma Barlow last week. This week, um, they had an interview with Nick Cochran show up, which is um, who was the guy that played Andy McDonald back in the... Uh, late 80s throughout the 90s which is really cool that was made available a couple of days ago again I don't want to say too much about it and spoil it but if you're a big fan of 90s Cory then that's definitely definitely um, worth tuning into because he speaks very intelligently and, and passionately about his time playing uh, playing Andy very honestly about it we get to hear about his his interview about his relationship with with Charlie and Bev and Simon and so on. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. They're really good, these guys. They're really good. They, they are. Please and I, listen to and them. And I had a speak with... Um, with a speak with him. I had a chat with, um, with one of the people from Distinct Nostalgia um, over the phone the other day. And um, he, he, yeah, he told me a, a few clues about who they may well be interviewing soon. And might I just say, you have got some great interviews to look forward to there. Distinct Follow Nostalgia them. has got some... Good names. <laughs> Just a little bit jealous. Link them up. Uh, follow them on um, Twitter. I think they're called... I'm not going to say what they're called. Just search for them. Yeah, you'll find you them. You'll find them quite easily. And... You can also fo- just look for them on your podcast. What, mm. what is the... Is this called distinctly... Distinct, nos- distinct nostalgia. Dis- it's not distinctly nostalgia. No. no. Well, they've got some really... They've, they've got lots of other... Oh um, yeah, they, they, they've they've they're got, not just Cory based. They're not just soap either, but yeah. I mean, I guess if you listen to this podcast, that's what you want to tune in for. But honestly, trust me, they've got some great names coming. There's there's one in particular that I am gagging to hear from. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to come, but and they uh, also just keep have... an eye out for them, and we'll we'll retweet and things when they uh, when they've got new ones coming up. You were also listening to an interview with a Cory writer, weren't you? Oh yeah, they did. Um, oh, what's his name? John Finch, I think, because they put that up a month or so ago, and then it. it disappeared off my radar but I listened to this guy being interviewed a couple of days ago and he's what 94 95 or something like what that episodes was did he work he, he worked on Corrie in the 60s his wow. first episode was I say episode 24 25 or something around That's there incredible. so to, to have a, a chance to sit down and chat with somebody or over the phone however they did it with somebody who wrote Coronation Street back in those golden 1960s years. Real, real treat. And the treat. thing is about Find it, that if you haven't looked at it yet. As Listen well, is that these people aren't going to be around for a lot longer. No. The best one in the world, you know. They're getting very old and... Um, I hope Nick Cochran's got a little while left in him. <laughs> you know, the, these guys that are old now, Nick Cochran, he's the same these age actors, as... These these slebs live fast, die young. Simon Gregson. Uh, you know, Simon Gregson. I think they both really like fast cars as well, so you know what they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Simon Gregson Live doesn't. fast, die young. <laughs> That's what I just said. You anyway, didn't. I did. I totally just said that. 
Never mind. Who listens to you? (laughs) I don't. Um, The only reason I'm mentioning that was we're not having a cabin in today's uh, episode of the podcast. There's there's not enough big news that's happened, so I wanted to put that bit of promo in there. Get on with it. Also, just to remind you, or if you didn't know already, that next Monday is when the first of the new Coronation Street specials is starting on ITV1. Coronation Street, stories that gripped the nation, is on half past eight on Monday night on ITV. So be sure to set it to record or look at on the hub or if you're abroad then I'm sure there are ways that you will be able to watch that if you like a good Corrie clip show. I've got some other bit of news that we forgot to mention, personal news. What? Abby. Oh yes. We, we hope you did, we didn't worry you too much. We were very worried about Abby to be honest. Yes um, we were. There was a, there was a bit. We spent, was it two weeks on the podcast or one week ago that we talk about her funny tongue There thing? was a bit during this last week where I was literally awake with her at four o'clock in the morning thinking, I better, I better just say goodbye now. I don't want to go to bed because I think she's going to die. Oh, <laughs> because that's so her, sad. she couldn't get her tongue back in her mouth at all. She was, is, I was she's fine now, just, just so you know, she's fine now. But she literally, she couldn't drink because she couldn't use her tongue. And I was thinking that you can't have a cat that can't drink. She's going to die. So anyway, we took her to the vet. Um, she got her tongue back in, so I was happy to go to bed. But when I woke up again in the morning, she was the, the same again. She just couldn't get her tongue back in her mouth. So we took her to the vet, and she does not know what is wrong with her or what it caused it, but she's given her something. And she's given, them some, uh, given her some anti-inflammatory injections and some injections pills and things. and things. And now she's okay, but it keeps coming back. And then you give her a pill and it goes away again. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's cured. It's I don't much, know much better than it was, but it's under control at the she's moment. Not, she's not in danger at the moment, but... Yeah, so don't worry about and her. And she has she's youth okay. on her side. She's only like five or something. I know, but so was... I mean, Safi was eight when yeah. she died. We this is too depressing. Like no, I'm not. I'm, so, I'm trying to say she's okay. Yes. Because if you listen to the podcast and you don't follow us on social media, you wouldn't have seen that I said, Abby's okay now. We don't know, we don't know what's wrong with her, but she's okay at the moment. She's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's good news. That That's good, good news. news. That's very good news. Quiz time, Why are you moaning? Gemma? I can't, you can't say your cat's sick and then not tell everybody that she's okay. I know, I know. I know. Right. Thank you to the... Yeah, we did have some people writing in and asking about And Abby. this is the actually the receipt from the, when we took her to the vet. <laughs> you quiz. that was your quiz you had. <laughs> well, where's the quiz? We need to keep that receipt. Flippin's get the insurance. Okay, right, good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Now I've got. The you, you could have just quizzed me on that. How, how much? How much were we ripped off for the? Uh, no, it's not a rip off. For the convenia, eighty milligrams. How much was that? Um, that was I can't even wait. Thirty nine pounds ninety five. That part of it. Just Do you a know small what the fraction. thing that gets me that gets my goat VAT on on animal on on um. I know. An animal medicine. That's Shocking. not right, is it? It's not. It's the same as putting it on tampons. It's not, an, it's not a luxury. If the RSPCA, basically, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, um, you have to treat your animals nicely now, don't you? You can't just be horrible to them. <laughs> I believe that is uh, what, current what legis- legislation. Legally, yeah. you have to give them a minimum standard yeah, of care, of care of in this cool. country. Otherwise, you, you will be in trouble with the RSPCA. So why put VAT on it? Yeah. Right, quiz. <laughs> 29th of June to the 3rd of July, years ending in a zero and a five. And I sourced this from the wonderful coronationstreet.fandom.com, Coropedia, which is where you can go and do your ultimate character survey. Ultimate character survey. 29th of June, 1990. A delivery of what appears in the Wilton's Garden 
spreading out onto the street? Um, I thought they had a big, big pile of, of, of like, soil, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, you wanted to say something else, though, I know you did. I didn't. I wasn't going to say. Big pile of... Big pile of poo. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, okay. it wasn't. It was topsoil. If, if, if flipping um, Eccles had produced that, I'd have been impressed. <laughs> the amount that was there. Just kind of shooting up into the air under the... <laughs> right. I feel like that South Park episode. I don't you remember. know the one. No, I don't remember. The one with Randy and Bono. 29th of June, 2005. Fizz is worried about Sean's cat, so asks the vet, Tim White, to look it over. But what was wrong with it? Um, dying? No. I don't know. Tongue sticking out? No, it was stuffed. What? Sean brought it in as a joke, and Fizz thought it was a real cat, and thought there was something wrong with it, so she got the vet to come and look at it. I've got no Seems recollection like of that. A fairly. Well, that when was that? Two thousand and five. That was that was the notoriously unfunny comedy summer of two thousand and five on Coronation oh, Street. Oh really? Yeah. So um, we have got more to come there. Well, then then Sean does uh, eventually fancy the vet, and I I don't know what happened, but I assume they didn't live happily ever after. No. Thirtieth of June, nineteen sixty-five. David, where does David Barlow propose to Irma Ogden? Oh, where did he propose to her? Oh, wow, I thought you'd get this immediately. Was it, I, I'm going to say the Blue John Mines. Yeah. I couldn't remember whether the proposal was there or not. Yes, it was. 30th of June, 1970, which beloved character dies off screen? Didn't we have this last week? Is it Jack Walker? Yeah, well, the actor dies before oh, the character. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. 30th of June, 1995... Can you imagine if they killed Jack Walker and then the actor died and they were like, whoa, that's a coincidence. <laughs> um, it happens, it happens. I better check my notebook's not a death note. <laughs> 30th of June, 1995, who does Steve get engaged to? Oh, we've just watched this. Um, Vicky. What? Arden. 30th of June, 1980. There's a Mr Wonderful competition at the Rovers <laughs> where women have to enter a raffle. Yeah. Who does Mr. Wonderful turn out to be and who wins? I've got no idea, but if, if only we'd got a little bit faster with our Corrie watching. Who does Mr. Wonderful turn out to be? Um, Eddie Yates. <laughs> no, Mike Baldwin. Okay. Who wins? Mavis. No, Hilda. Uh, fine. <laughs> 30th of June, 2010. Which three characters argue over which one of them would win the fairest barmaid in Weatherfield competition. So on the 30th of June, 2010, which three barmaids... I don't know who was barmaid back then. Becky. What, that's one of them? Um, uh, Tina. No. Um, Betty. No. <laughs> I love, that's my three, I don't know. You can guess more. I can't think who else was barmaid at that time. You'll kick yourself. Um, will I? Will I really? No, go I on, can, just I tell me. Tell me. Um, Michelle and Liz. Oh, uh, yeah. Makes sense. 1st of July, 2010. First appearance with the abusive husband of Cheryl, but what was his name? Chris. Chris Gray. Yeah, well done. 1st of July, 1970. Val frets over Susan's upset tummy until Ken calls a doctor for a second opinion. What is wrong with Susan? Uh, more than just an upset tummy. Yeah. The first doctor's like, it's just an upset stomach. Appendicitis. Yeah. Classic. 
Um, I'm sure that there's a greater proportion of people with, who've had their appendix out on TV than there are well, in real life. Well, you know life. when you're a kid and you think you're going to ha- encounter quicksand because of how much it appears in cartoons, mm. I think television has made me think I, I'm definitely going to get appendicitis <laughs> at some point. Um, 1st of July, 2005, Rita and Emily secretly read Norris's novel and are perturbed by a threesome between three characters. Oh, no, this is just like the other one. What are their names? What, and, and they're based on actual characters in Coronation Rita Street. and Emily secretly read Norris's novel and are perturbed by a threesome between three characters. What are their names? <laughs> Rita, Emily and Norris. No. Oh, so sad. What? It was Norris, Amelia and Reba. I would never have got that, huh? Oh, well, you would have got it if you'd known it, for God's sake. <laughs> 2nd of July, 1980. Hilda and Mike, this is from Mr Wonderful Competition... Hilda and Mike go to the Ristorante Roma, despite Mike trying to get out of it by giving her the money. Hmm. In the end, they enjoy themselves, but what was the budget for the meal? <laughs> um, uh, 1980. 1980. How much would you spend on a slap-up meal at the Ristorante Roma? £30. Oh, so close, it was £40. Oh. In today's money, that's £172. Or oh, that's not bad. $211. Very good. Is that it? 3rd of July, no. 2000. Who saves a young boy called Warren Shipley from drowning in Blackpool? Uh, oh, when was it 2000? Yeah. Blackpool. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thinking uh, is painful for you. Kirk. No, Gary Mallet. Gary Mallet, yeah. You've done really badly. I have done. They are hard 3rd questions. 3rd of July, 2015. Why does Julie Carp? Leave Weatherfield. I can't even remember that. After she fell out with Brian, she did have a bit of a split up with him. You counting? Right, he, to go on a world around the world trip with Brian Packer. Oh, not quite the same thing. So you got seven out of sixteen. That's bad. That was the worst you've ever done. Is it? Probably. Hardest questions I've ever done, or is it because I'm old now and I've had my birthday? No, See if I can old. redeem myself with the um, now re- refound quick quiz question thingy from right. the magazine. Okay. Oh, God, this is really hard to do. We've, we've done, like, three dots of ten, haven't we? Right. What did Angie Freeman study? Fashion. Why did Raquel walk out on Des? Um, he, was ab- he was having it off with... Tanya Pooley. No, his wife came back. Oh, yeah. What was the name of the shop that Leonard Twinley ran? <sighs> Gamma Garments. Yeah. Who is the father of Andrea Clayton's baby? Terry. Duckworth. He was Minnie Coldwell, engaged to for six months in the 1970s. Albert Tatlock. Yeah. What was the name of Betty Turpin's policeman husband? Cyril. What dish is Betty famed for? Hot pot. Who was in Fred's car when it rolled into a lake? Bet and Betty. Eh? Bet and Betty. Um, yeah. Who proposed to Mavis car? to stop her marrying Derek? Victor Pendlebury. Who is Mark Redmond's father? Mike. Yeah. You Yay. got one wrong. Oh, that's better. That's better. See, those questions are so much Oh, easier, so you think you? that they're a better quiz you have No, you have a better calibre of question. I'm just not... Oh, and this, those answer. questions, those quickfire questions were from the Coronation Street official magazine. 150 questions and answers. Mm. Free thing that came with something. Gemma. 
What? Does anybody have a birthday this weekend, Coronation Street? Oh, God, I've put it away. I thought you were folding I'm that like, up ready to... I've finished. That's my job done for the <laughs> evening. <laughs> right. It's not she Happy birthday. <laughs> 4th of July. Happy America, everyone. Also, Jill Kerman's, who played Maggie Redmond's birthday. Huh? 5th of July, Nikki Patel, who played Amber Kalari. Is that right? Kalari, I think. Kalari. 6th of July is director Derek Goodwin. 7th of July is James Burroughs, who is Ali Neeson II. We've got a very special birthday on 8th of July. Who? Sally Lindsay played Shirley Unwin, but also Tony Warren's birthday Aww. on 8th of July. Um, and 10th of July is Jenny Platt, who played Violet Wilson. Lovely. Do you think, do you think um, Shirley Unwin, what's her name? Sally Lindsay, mine's being second fiddle to uh, Tony Warren. Um, well... I don't think they celebrate Tony Warren's birthday so much now he died. Ah, okay, fair enough. (laughs) She's seen him off. Right, that's it. That's another long intro this week. You're just waiting for us to find, just to talk about what happened in this week's Corrie, aren't you, everybody? What shall we talk about You don't care about the quiz, you don't care about birthdays, you don't care about our cat, you just want to know what we thought about this week's Corrie. Well, time has come to find out. (laughs) Here we go, let's do Street Talk. Okay, Street Talk time for the 29th of June to the 3rd of July, aka day and this is a lot better week than last week i have to say by me it's a bit of a turnaround did you not agree yeah yeah nice dolloper tragedy this week pick things right back up again for me this was uh really harrowing harrowing yeah yeah harrowing so harrowing um anything else distressing (laughs) you know it's a good week when the announcer says beforehand there are going to be some scenes that viewers find upsetting we always go, ooh, ooh good. rub our hands with glee. But no, it was it was a great week this week. Um, there was kind of only one one story that dominated like 90% of this week's quarry, which is obviously the serious, couldn't be any more serious case of the Ollie Wobbles story. Um, I've I've put this the Emma stuff from the Sabalina Budding back in sort of afterwards that, because it's a bit about Seb, but it was really more about Emma's reaction to hearing the news about Ollie, but I'd already separated them off at the beginning of the week and I wasn't going to change those notes. Then we had um, a bit of light relief with the the Fizz and Tyrone story, with the Evelyn stuff, which I thought was hilarious. Um, those scenes in the, in the cafe with Arthur and Roy. And um, Jenny is back. Yeah. But Johnny's still got issues. Where's Johnny? <laughs> yeah. Still in France. At least Johnny's Scottish. back, though. Yes, that is Hooray! good. Good to know. Um, so I'll, I'll take the... I thought um, they did a good job this week of mixing the really tough, serious stuff with some more light-hearted, whimsical, character stuff. There was. There absolutely was. I still think that... And I can maybe talk about it more when we get there, that the Emma story could have done... They could have pushed that a little bit more, but... Yeah, they, they they had to balance that out, didn't they? And sometimes when Corey tries to balance out tragedy with comedy, it it comes across as a bit you know fake and forced. But I I didn't think it did this week. No, I, they did. Really I really good. enjoyed both the A story and the well, there were C stories. Really, I don't think there were any B stories this week. To be fair, um, so if you remember last Friday's episode ended with Leanne and Steve being invited into Dr. Ward's office it seems she has bad news and unsurprisingly it's about as bad as it can be. Ollie's diagnosis has come through, he's, he's got he's got the, um, the I forgot even what it's called mitochondrial, mitochondrial disease. disease and it's the bad type it's, it's life limiting 
we we wondered we've wondered for a while whether it was going to come. Well, in fact, we've we've not wondered, have we? We we've known, and not in a it's a spoilery way. We've known, but you only have well, to do a little bit of up, research you online. Know that and, um, if you've got it when you're young, it's not really great. Um, uh, I also thought it was a bit weird. It seemed like they were they were couching it in slightly obscure terms when they were calling it life limiting. I don't know when this word has entered the parlance of medical doctors to describe It's something. all about the bedside manner. So if you were to say have a, a terminal cancer, would they say that was life limiting? A life limiting cancer. It yeah. just seems a bit I don't know, a bit twee and like just just say just say what you mean. Some people don't like to be told no, I know. straight, do they? I, know. It's I mean, you saw place. Leanne's reaction from being told the the watered down version. I, I suppose know. it's but... not my place to tell anyone how to disseminate mm. this information, but I would have found it a bit confusing myself because if somebody said some, something's life limiting, I would have thought, well, that means that you can't. I don't know, like, you, yeah. you, you, you can't do this or you can't do that. Mm. Well, Not that you're going to die. To be fair, Leanne has been in denial, complete denial about this anyway, so maybe they should have told it to her straight because she... Well, she knows. She, did, she, she knows, but she, she didn't want to hear it, did she? I Me- also thought that the way that they explained it, I guess this is how they get explained. I, I guess this was like... We all know that when you go to the doctor, the doctor will gauge your level of education and, and intelligence and try to work out a way of, of telling you something mm. in a way that you'll understand. Yeah. Unfortunately, it backfired on me somewhat when my doctor tried to explain all the different bones in my body when he was trying to tell me I had <laughs> shoulder impingement syndrome and he was going into great detail into anatomy and I had no idea what he was talking about. But I was like, yes, yes, very interesting. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> but um, they, they kind of... It felt to me like they were trying to tell everyone at home in in the very most simplistic terms mm. what mitochondrial disease was but i thought that i don't know i thought that nick and leanne would probably have understood well was um steve and leanne probably would have understood a bit more complicated because he basically maybe said it's a spelling mistake in the dna and that mitochondria aren't converting food into energy, yeah. which really doesn't actually make sense if you know anything about biology, <laughs> because the cells aren't getting food. In. So you you would rather Doctor Ward would have just said, "He gone nah. <laughs> Shut up. I I the thing is that Leanne was like going, "He's getting food. What's wrong with his food? I don't understand." But I, I don't know if she's being deliberately latching onto something and trying to pretend that she didn't understand it because in that way she could deny that it was real. Mm. I, I don't I, know. I just thought it was very it was very interesting the way that the doctor explained this. Yeah. Well she 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 clops off, doesn't she? She she doesn't want to hear it. She's like, I demand a second opinion. Yeah. She, it's also really interesting to think about how a doctor must try to work out how to explain some of these things to people. Because mm. it must be very difficult. Oh yeah, definitely. That's what they get paid for. <laughs> they do, don't they? Meanwhile... Yeah, she goes off and she's basically saying, I'm not going to... I don't yeah, believe you. Yeah, meanwhile, Imran and Toya are with this fostering lady and she's saying... She's telling them that they're very strong candidates for fostering. They don't realise at this point just how bad Ollie's condition is because the last thing that, he'd, that they'd heard is that he, he, saw, he saw a cow knew what it was and basically that means that he's going to be, you know, joining Mensa next week. 
that it's not down to her to decide this woman. They're going to be a panel. Um, they she they need to get references. So Toya thinks she's going to get Leanne to give her a reference, and maybe she's going to be up to doing that soon because of Ollie getting better. In any case, the suggested date for the panel is Friday the tenth of July, which obviously would normally be next week, but this was supposed to take place mid May, so there's still a a long time to go in in Weatherfield. There terms. was a bit of criticism on on Twitter from a couple of people who are involved in fostering saying that Coronation Street was giving a false impression of of how quickly fostering takes place but I had always thought watching this that this was another thing that had taken place without us seeing and Imran and Toya had been discussing fostering for a long time I think we just and have gone to... through a lengthy process to get to this stage but it was really boring so they didn't bother put it on we wanted to see more Gemma and the quads, didn't we? Oh, yeah, I love them. <laughs> well, they, they've shown it before with other characters, haven't they? Because when, when, they're not the first to foster on Coronation Street. But it's always it, a bit it surprising does, when a character is up to something off screen. And, and it it doesn't bit... feel quite right. Usually, if a character's not on screen, they're literally Doing might as well gone into stasis. Yeah, yeah they're, in, they're in a cupboard waiting to be switched back they, on again. They could have spelled it out more, I think, but I mean... No, you know, I thought it was just, fine. Right, okay, I, 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 I was totally like, yeah, okay, they've been thinking about this behind the mm. scenes. We've only just been told that this is what they're doing. I mean, they seem very, very invested in it, particularly Imran. I'm really... I, I still... We still have these conversations about Imran and... Why Why didn't he have children with his first wife? And what's his deal with kids? I never really... Honestly, I pegged Imran as a... I don't like children and I don't want to have any I either children. have time for that kind of thing. No, he seemed like a very kind of straight-laced, professional, serious type of person who lo- liked, loved his family when they were around but doesn't particularly dwell on you know like he's got no family left now mm. really um and he doesn't really ever talk about them apart from when he was talking about them this yeah. week but we don't get a chance to see a lot of these things so that explains that i, I just thought if there was ever going to be a toya and imran um child story it would have been toya trying to convince imran to do something or the other so, so the fact that he's totally on board is... Um, mm. Well, Toya seems to desperately... We, we know that she desperately wants yeah. a child, but she's had to be the one through all of this that's had to take a step back. It's Even nice though she, that she's... she's wanted a child longer than Imran has, we, we guess. Again, well, we don't know yeah. how... This is what I'm trying to say. It's really nice that Toya has finally got a partner who has, is as invested in... In fact, even perhaps more so in, in this child-acquiring than she is because... I can't remember how much... I'm going to say Greg, but it might be Toby. (laughs) 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 Or Chris, I can't remember. I can't remember how much he wanted kids originally, whether he was just ground down by Toya's obsession with IVF. No. uh, Whenever Toya's been with a partner, they have sort of been into getting a, a child but also understanding that toll the toll it was taking on Toya to continuously try and try and try IVF and it never to work hmm. so for her mental health I think they were right to say we have to stop because it's not working and it's just it, you could spend all the money in the world couldn't you hmm. if you if you just can't have children you just can't have children. Mm. And and there are certain, obviously, there's a spectrum, isn't it? Yeah. 
and some people eventually do and that's kind of the yeah, worst miracles happen well that's kind of the worst thing isn't it for people who just can't have them mm. to know that there's that possibility but it's not it's not it's not like a chance that everyone can yeah, have yeah it makes you wonder whether toya would have considered fostering before this point did she suggest it to greg and i also Peter don't know and... much about fostering and adoption and do you have to? Is it like you have to? You have to foster a couple, and then they'll let you keep one. <laughs> or can you just say I want to adopt? Rita. But why? I don't know why. It it seems a bit. I don't understand it because I've never looked into it. But what what's the what's the impetus for fostering over adoption? Um, try before you buy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it's know. It's just there are children. I think it's. Maybe it's because you, there, are there, more chi- there are children who out there who, who desperate, yeah, who need to be fostered or just need you know temporary care, and you think you can have an immediate impact on a child's life, and it's not such a big step. And and, and I guess with fostering, some people who are foster parents can uh, can affect the lives of a, a whole load of children. Whereas if you're adopting, then often it might just be you know one. I d- I guess I guess I'm not talking really so much. In real life, but in Coronation Street, and I guess, I guess the um, the payoff for writers is they can go, well, this didn't work. We'll just get rid of the cat, the kid, and say that they've been taken back by their parents. Mm. You know, because if you get adopted, if you adopt a child in Coronation Street and it doesn't work out, you, your characters get trashed if they give the child back. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. On the whole, though, I would say that Coronation Street has had quite a good, a successful run of fostering storylines over the year. Because obviously Jenny, number one foster child, fantastic character. I really love Sharon Gaskell as well. Wayne Hayes was a foster kid for Roy and Hayley. Um, Lovely, lovely boy and great to have him return last year. Fizz, foster kid for Roy and Hayley. She's gone on to big things now. It's a bigger part of Coronation Street than I've ever encountered in my my life. I don't Mm. know anyone who's fostered... Who, well, I know my cousins were fostered by my mum. <laughs> I don't know anyone. Actually, my mum fostered for cousins. <laughs> yeah, but that was different. Yeah. There was that story in the, and I don't remember, I can't remember, but it, was, it must have been the 70s when Emily and Ernest fostered those two kids for one Christmas as well. Maybe didn't it they? is more of a, a part of people's lives than I thought. Because I'm like, I don't know. It's like, well, yeah, you live through it when you're a kid. Mm. Well, I guess there's more to come with this, but, but not yet. They've, they've agreed they've had to put the brakes on it. They tell. Craig and Ryan and Alia and so you didn't tell anyone did you and Craig's like oh Craig hadn't told his mum had to because Craig was talking about moving back in with Beth but I don't think he said that it was because yeah um there's this possibly a a kid on the way and he doesn't want anyone stealing his Xbox off him or whatever um so anyway this is the point where they're telling everyone yeah Ryan and I no oh yeah yeah of course of course this is the bit where Imran's excited Toya's yeah. like, well, I'm going to tell Leanne about this tonight. And they're, yes, they're right. basically, at the beginning of the week, they're like, brilliant. And you this get your thing DBS that we've check. been secretly doing behind everyone's backs, who what likes Coronation Street, <laughs> we've been sneaking around getting, getting a, a kid. Mm. And uh, it's all great. Mm. And then... That's right. Then this is when Dr. Second Opinion comes up and says to Leanne and Steve, it's true, he, he, he really has got it. He, um, she kind of 
again, tells it to them fairly straight and says, look, Ollie's going to have some good days. He's going to have some bad days, but don't you need to be got, prepared for this. Yeah, we don't know how long it, the seizures are going to get worse. Some of them are going to be prolonged. You you haven't seen the worst of this oh, by God. any means. Um, and then also it talks about the fact that he might have a better understanding. He might, it, it, Would it be better to tell him a little bit about it, which is a really... Uh, awful thing to have to do i know to tell i didn't a kid really who's think already you know he's very young anyway to understand these things but he's also regressed mentally a lot i don't yeah i don't know how i, how, I never how really considered you do that? that aspect of having to sit down with ollie and say no you you aren't gonna grow up no what a horrible you, thing what would to you tell do because you, you, it, it's either that or just you know try and give him a happy life act like everything's okay but, but watch him that slipping away from you morally correct does it but how could you how could you tell a child but i don't i don't know enough about how old what does he know i about? I, I don't know about three-year-olds i've got no idea but he's he's not got the mind of a three-year-old has he it's it's oh Really, this really was tough. one of the worst parts yeah, it, it, to watch of just uh, them realising that this would mm. be something they had to do. But she she was very sure that this would actually help him to, to understand that there was something wrong with him. And mm. Anne still can't believe it, can she? She's still no, saying, she's still oh, saying oh, no, he's this getting better. True. Yeah, but she knows, and you can tell she knows, because when she comes home, she's in a right Mardi mare, isn't she? She's, she, has, she snaps at Simon, who's there cooking the tea, um, he, he says, you're back early, I haven't finished. And she has a, has a go at him. Simon reacts stroppily to that. Nick says that we have, we've had some bad news, Simon. Meanwhile, Tracy is there uh, out in the street, I think, wasn't she, with Steve, saying that you can go and see Oliver as much as you want. Uh, I think Tra- Tracy seems to have taken a detour and entered the personality transplant wing of Weatherfield General. Yeah. We've been saying She's it like, for well, a while. She's like, well, you guys but... are with Oliver. I'm just going to go and become a nice person. I'm going to take my brain out. It's, it's Samir's kidney. It's... It's, it's kicking it, in. It's kicking in, exactly. It is, it's, yeah. That's so, so a good run in that. It's kicking, <laughs> Tracy says that she's going to speak to Amy. Did we? No. We did see a bit of Amy this week because we saw, him, saw her when we she was passing by Simon in the street. Yeah, we didn't see the news being broken to her. Um, lots, of, lots of people find out without us having to watch them react to... Yeah, learning. which I, I think we saw enough people learning about well, it. I mean, Jane Dance and stellar performance this week i don't think anybody could have topped that in terms of reactions so. that's the thing sometimes they can overdo it with the reaction scenes but sometimes and... it works nicely like with aiden suicide the second okay. episode there where everybody found out was really yeah. really well done but yeah i don't, don't think need, i needed you don't need to find out see everybody reacting no no they're all going to react pretty similar to this i suppose with the aiden suicide they wanted to show that different people react to it in different ways but there ain't going to be anybody who hears this news about Ollie and somebody says, oh, he's so selfish. Or, oh, it's you so know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all about me. Um, so Toya's there as well. Steve tells her what's gone on. She's already heard a little bit of it, but Steve says that at the end of the day, Ollie is going to have a very short life. And just <laughs> those words there. Is, yeah, it, that was horrible. It's, it's like, it's a Tiny Tim sort of tragedy, this, isn't it? Tiny Tim lived. I know, I know. Um, so Toya goes over to see Leanne and gets her head bitten off by, Le- uh, by Leanne, who's... Toya um, goes to see, yeah. Yeah, she, 
she 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 kind of takes over cooking the tea, doesn't she? Because she wants to do something to help, but she's only heard this news now and she doesn't know what to do. So, so Simon's gone off on a strop. So Toya starts you know, stirring the pan and then the Anne snaps at her, says, food's useless, Toya, everything's useless. So she starts to have a, a massive go at her. And then it's really quite, you know... Um, personal was some of the things that she says like oh you, she you, was really it's basically you, you've never had a kid Toya you don't know what I'm going through you never miss what you never had um Toya <laughs> realizes that Toya is so good and so lovely she's very restrained sister. she because she's a counsellor I guess she's seen people reacting to bad news in a similar manner and she knows that Leanne does not mean it and she's just lashing out, and so she just says, "They've got, they've okay. got a very, very close bond. Those two, haven't they?" Basically, she goes, oh, "I'm just going to leave." They have I don't fallen out this. in the past, but she just says, "I'm going to go because I don't want to make this any worse than it is already." Yeah. Oh my god, she must be so. We never really see Toya reacting like she doesn't. She doesn't sort of. We don't see the moment that it dawns on her that I've got to stop this fostering now. No, I know, but she doesn't go. Oh, now the story's about me and how sad I am about Leanne being horrible to me. Does no. she? She just she just goes, "Wow, Leanne, Leanne is so so me- messed up about this. This is the worst thing. She's not handling this very well at all." Yeah, Leanne's also stressed out at this point because Steve's in with Ollie and she wants him all to herself for whatever time well, they've yeah, got left together. She doesn't know, does she? Um, Nick's there still on the sidelines sort of been really kind of going through the, oh, the ringer the end, this the week. Oh, at the end of this week with him. Oh, oh. I know, he was great, wasn't he? So this is when um, Toya and Imran go back to the flat and tell the other three... No, uh, well, first of all, Imran... Ex-nay on the adoption, No, Faye. first of all, Imran no. says... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. First of all, Imran says, look, we've got to decide Fostering what to do Faye. about this and we've got to be sensitive. And Toya's like, uh, no, we're not doing it at all. Yeah. Imran still kind of thinks we can maybe squeeze in, you know, a little foster child well, the through thing the side is, door. Oh, it's so difficult because life goes on, doesn't it? And there is a child somewhere who wants to be taken into a home and looked after. And fed vegan lasagna every day <laughs> for the rest of its happy little life. But but what would it do to Leanne? Would it... Would it the thing is, I, I guess that Toya might have thought that perhaps she could get away with it in a sense if if Leanne was had a handle on it at all but Leanne does not yeah. Leanne is attacking Toya for no reason so I can't imagine what she would be like if Toya was like guess what yeah I agree I've seen I've seen some people reacting and saying well look it's it's not going to change anything Toya having Toya and Imran having this foster kid maybe it might even Maybe Leanne would be happy for them I to see that, that she she's going through this tragedy. I, I don't think she, yeah, she's, she's reacting no, I, to I this. Think... There's no good way to react to this, getting this news, but she's not in the right frame of mind, you can tell. At the moment, At she At the isn't. moment. She might, she, might, she might change her mind, I don't know, but right now, this is not what she wants to hear. I think Toya's being very hasty, though, in saying we should just not do it now. When's going to be the right time? Yeah, yeah that's true. That's that's very, very true. Because they don't know how long Oliver's got left. That's the sad thing. He could die, you know... He could die this year or he could die in, you know, ten years' time. We don't know. I mean, knowing Coronation Street, he's going to die at Christmas. Oh, it's God, I can't. Don't make him die in December <laughs> this year. For the 60th. Oh, like, don't dear. need that. Yeah. Anyway, so she says, let's not, let's not do it. 
Deck the halls see. with bows of Ollie. Oh, God. Storyline title. Write that down. Um, then we see Leanne on the sofa. Yes, she's she's watching. Um, she's watching the video of the of the farm, and uh, she she remembers wishing the baby was Nick's and not Steve. She's, she's talking, she's talking to, to, Nick. to Nick, isn't she? She said, "Yeah, when I was pregnant, I wished that the baby was yours and not his." And and then I thought, and then Steve came along, and I thought, well, maybe you know, this is what the cards that life has dealt me, and and this is the only way that I can get pregnant with Steve Steve super sperm. Um, this is my only chance at having a baby because she's has she turned forty yet, Leanne? I think maybe or getting close to there. So she she knows that her biological clock is seriously ticking at this point. You she's, men, you men she's can had, say that so casually. She's had um, uh, she's had an abortion in the past, hasn't she? Ooh, to, well, let's not. To, to you know, compound about. issues. Um, that has Michael. That has nothing to. What do you mean? Well, I'm saying that it, I thought that if you've if you've had an abortion, no. oh, I'm not going to go there because I don't know. Um, yeah, so she has a good old cry at the end of the episode, and that's don't the end say of that, that because that makes it seem like if if you if you, if you have. If you have fertility issues and you have ha- ever had an abortion, it's your own fault. That is not true. Um, no, no, it has no effect on it. Depends on what kind of abortion you have, and you should not ever put that on women. Okay. 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 That's just because you told. didn't know. But I didn't know. know. No, 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 no. Wednesday, we get one of Corrie's rare middle of the night scenes. I love it. Whenever Corrie starts with a nighttime scene, I don't know why. Do you? Like I it? do, I do. It's like, oh, this is a bit different. It was, oh, um, it's nighttime. It's, well, it's Nick and Leanne's bedroom, isn't it? Which I, I don't think we see very much of, apart from the, um, you know, the reports finding scene. Oh, yeah, not not the sexy time scene, just the finding a report. Yeah, that's the sexiest thing that's happened in that bedroom. So it's 5am, Nick wakes up, realises that Leanne's still... Um, up. Uh, up and so he, he goes and finds her in the in the lounge and she's there telling Ollie all about how serious his serious case of the Ollie Wobbles is I can't remember what word she uses but it seems to she, it's a very gently gently and you, you can't I mean you can't tell whether he understands but she almost tells him for her sake rather than his I think because sometimes when bad things happen you you want to tell somebody, you don't you? Just to it, just to get so. it off your chest, yeah. And if you're if you say it out loud, I think this is probably her, who has been in denial quite a lot up to yeah, this good point. point. I've said it now. This is this now is really real. really real. She and says, I, "I didn't want him. I I just didn't want to be scared." No, I just do want. Him no, I didn't to want be him to be scared. Sorry. That was so sweet when she's. Oh, it was really heartbreaking because she she thinks that this will be of comfort to him, and the fact that knowing you have a terminal illness is of comfort to you. He, it's just a horrific thought. But he doesn't the understand. fact of the matter is that if he knows that if he knows there's something wrong with him and and it's I don't know, well it I guess it will help because it's not like when you know when you know something you well, with some well, people the unknown they, is worse, isn't it? Yeah, well, when some people find out they've got a terminal disease then they you know they can you know, get their affairs in order or or whatever yeah, and you ollie can come to term with your own mortality your books but I, ollie doesn't understand and even if he did it wouldn't you well, know you it'd blow know. his mind you don't know i think but anyway nick is again shunned because he offers to stay up with him and leanne's like no no it's fine i, I want to stay with him so sleep on the sofa with yeah ollie. nick goes and kind of slinks back to bed There's feeling nothing that anyone can more. do or say for leanne mm. now this is everyone's worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, so Imran has lured 
Toya to the cafe on Wednesday morning so that he can speak to her about this fostering thing in public because he he's still not ready to put the idea to bed quite yet and he I think he thinks that if it's in a public place that this is discussed it can't get heated and is that what you think or yeah is that apparently in the show that's that, like a strange assumption. Oh, I think I think they said something along those lines. I don't, I don't okay. remember exactly. He plays the Rana card, like, oh, you know, I've lost my sister, and I need, uh, she was, I need a family. I was her big brother, and, and it is. I mean, he lost his sister and his dad. Not that his dad was any use in the ornament, and quite quick succession. His mum's his mum's estranged. She, yeah, basically. So he's so he's, he's alone. He's alone, family wise, and he and, and Toya has has filled baby. a hole. But he he wants somebody to look after, and he's like, look, just please speak to Leanne. You, you never know. Play it by ear, he says. If it's if it looks like she's you know she's not really up for it, and she eventually agrees to to give it a try at least, and maybe float the idea. Meanwhile, Simon is down. I think that Alex Bain has done a pretty decent job this week. What do you week. mean by Simon is down? He's he's miffed. He's upset. Okay. He's a bit narked. That is I didn't know brother. if he went, he was down from somewhere. I was like, is, where has um, he been? He's on Scotland. borrowed time. He went to Scotland with Beth. <laughs> so he says, he's, he's got, got this exam, exams. he's got his RE exam today. This is the worst thing, like, how could you concentrate? Yeah, you, yeah, you can't, can you, when these things happen. And concessions can be made, but I think he doesn't want the school to find well, out it's about like when, it. When I was at university, my granddad died, and I had the same, like, week I had to have a essay done or something and so I told my professor and they were like yeah don't worry about it give it to, just give it to me next week mm. and I was like oh, I'll just do it now what I'm not going to be less sad that mm. my granddad's died next week time. than I am now yeah yeah um so anyway um Steve wants is coming around and he he desperately wants to also get in on that it's his, it's his kid after all but Leanne can't cut with him hanging around all the time he is a bit narked when he finds out that Leanne's told Ollie about his condition. It's just she's she's kind of taken over, hasn't she? She, even even though oh no, I'm sorry. Um, what was I? <laughs> I don't, don't know, know what, what I'm talking. Don't know what I'm talking about. They have well, an yeah, argument. Yeah, I, I understand this because Leanne's acting as though she's the the main parent, and I guess that many people would consider her to be so because yeah. she's a primary She's the one that, taker, that he stays with most of the time. And also there's seems. always this matern like this kind of um prejudice yeah. towards m- mothers as the as the yeah main and, and even Coronation Street is doing this as well because it's focusing on Leanne's reaction over over Steve. Mm, we're, we're getting the priority of yeah. yeah it's like seventy five percent Leanne. This story Steve isn't is it? a bit a bit player in this. Yeah, was well, even seeing Steve's reaction at like where where Leanne was almost hysterical when she finds out the news. Steve is just there, you know, head in his hands. Yeah, like his internally, his world is you know collapsing, but he's I guess he's got to be strong for. For Everyone, Leanne, they can't yeah. you know can't wail about it together, and th- I I really like this thing because this is the one that ends with Leanne saying, "Look, when Ollie's gone, you're still going to have Emma, you're still going to have Amy. I'm not going to have anybody." And then it cuts to Simon, and that was like ah. And the thing is, and I feel bad, I feel guilty as well because when Leanne was saying it, I was thinking, "Yeah, she she's not going to have." And I forgot about Simon as well. I know. So when seeing Simon there for me as a viewer, it was the double whammy of oh god, I forgot about him. But also, oh that, no, Leanne, you can't last, say that. Um, that's the last thing you want to hear your mum saying. Well, let's explain to people who perhaps don't 
haven't watched Coronation Street for years and years and years. Leanne isn't actually Simon's mum. I'm sure there must Peter, have been some viewers this week that are, you know, only recently tuned in that wouldn't have got that. Peter is Simon's dad, biological dad, and he had Simon with Lucy. Yeah. And Lucy died, um, and she was only in the show very, very briefly, but then Simon came to live with Peter. But Peter was an alcoholic, and this is when he was with Leanne, mm. and so they both kind of, like, not adopted, but you know, sort of in the Yeah, I mean, since, since he's been, like, five or so, He's Leanne's lived with Leanne, and mom. he loved Leanne so much. He even named a rabbit after her. And basically, Steve, um, Peter set fire to uh, the flat when he was drunk, and nearly killed everybody. And I think, was that the end of the, like, the last straw for him? Basically, the, when, when Leanne and Peter split up, Leanne took Simon. Basically. And, and, and so, he's been here, there, he's been, like, off, you know, he's been to LA, he's been and, to and, Portsmouth. And he's, Peter, this is why... He's a wandering soul. This is one of the reasons why I am still not a massive Peter fan, and I find all of his front about how amazing and life-changed he is to be just that, a load of old cobblers. Because he has a son that he doesn't even live with because he's so irresponsible and, and such a bad parent that a woman who's not even related to this poor child has adopted him and he would rather live with him than Peter. And the thing is, you can say that Peter's doing it because he knows that, that, that you know, Simon, Leanne's a better parent than he could be. But Peter's fine with it. Peter's never once has sort of really put up a fight yeah, and can gone, I, can I, I want my now? son back. And I just think, you know say what you like about the character but there's something a bit disturbing to me about that mm. about a man who allows somebody else to raise his child and I know that Peter wasn't raised by Ken either but you'd have well, thought I mean, you might want to try and correct those I don't mistakes. want to disparage Leanne and I think that Peter and Le- um, Simon should have lived with Leanne because I really like their bond but it just really bothers me that Peter's never really put up a fight or yeah or, or done anything that particularly to make me think he's responsible for the fact that he created life and now doesn't care about it. Yeah, he'd rather anyway, just go sailing off on his boat some days. But just that, to explain they, they, that, that basically Leanne's not the bi- biological mother of Simon, but to all intents and purposes, he is the mum that he, she, he, he's known. How, how much do you consider her his mum because I I still don't I always think of I always think oh that's his fake mum so do I in, but in a mean in like in and she's uh, been his mum a lot longer than she's but, not been his mum but not in a, like a I would always consider Lucy like oh, oh no 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 I'm just trying to say I don't want to don't want to make myself sound like a monster and, and like always think oh you, you're not really a real parent if you're not biologically related mm. because we've spoken before about adoption and fostering and things but I think it's because Coronation Street pushes so hard about Leanne being Simon's mum, but we know that she isn't, and they never clarify it. And they they have the, they've got a close bond, but they've also had a bit of a There's tumultuous relationship as well. I mean, it was how long five to, six years ago yeah. when he was beating up Leanne. Simon was yeah, and and, and we've had the, the "you're not my real mum" card yeah, played it adds, a lot. It, it, they do, they do a great job of milking maximum drama and pathos from this relationship that that Leanne and. Simon have, mm. don't they? Yeah, yeah. So anyway... But yeah, just to clarify... So, Simon has just understand. heard his fake mum... Yeah. ...saying that... But basically, she's forgetting about him. 
And, and well, just kind of his worst fears about him not really being her her child. Yeah. Coming from her mouth and him fi- say her saying, "I don't have anyone." He's always kind of thought that, hasn't he? Because the thing is, if you're a child and and a baby comes along onto the scene. The older you are, the more resentful you become. And Simon probably resents Ollie quite a lot because mm. he's the flavour of the month. And he probably always had in the back of his mind that maybe Ollie is the, is the favoured child because she he is actually Leanne's real baby. Mm. And it's, then he hears it from the horse's mouth. It's a bit like, and here's, a, here's an old Cory reference, when um, Conceptor and Harry <laughs> Hewitt had baby Christopher yeah. and Lucille, who got was, jealous. what, 12, 13 at the time, got dead jealous. Yeah. And... She, yeah, so it's like that. It's like that. Like that, indeed. Um, anyway. Poor old Simon, because Simon's already a bit of a drama queen. So, of course, he, can get angry, he reacts to this in the worst way possible. Yeah, well, he, he just drops out. He, he doesn't let um, her know that he's heard... No, it's a secret. ...her yet. So he goes off, and this is when he sees Amy, um, and, and she says, look, you need to tell... You're going off to your exam, we'll just tell the the teachers what's going on and they might be lenient with you and he's like oh I'm not even related to Ollie why would anybody care and we later see him ducking out of his exam um, and then coming back home Um, so meanwhile Steve is trying to comfort Leanne and saying look we've had this amazing little boy three years hopefully we'll have him longer Um, (laughs) no this is not what you think when you have a baby no Um, no. he also mentions Rory did he? I, I thought he mentioned something about Rory and saying something about it's not oh, the maybe same. Maybe he did. I, I know don't it's not the same that. thing. Um, if mm. Michelle had been there, she would have probably shrieked into Leanne's face, going, "At least you had your child I for mean, three years." Leanne, I'm not blaming her for this or anything, but Leanne is kind of making it all about her. She's not. You she's not being selfish. But Steve, this is the second kid that he thought that he was going to have and has lost in, what, three years or so? But to and, be fair, Leanne is so upset she can't think of anyone else. No. I, I Maybe I'd quite like to see a scene or more scenes where Steve breaks down and maybe to Tracy or to, to, to I Ken think or somebody is, or, to, or to Liz and, and we get to see more about him because he's having to put up this brave front. This is very tricky because... In, as a society, we definitely undervalue the experience and input of 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 male parents, don't mm. we? Well, yeah. The 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 mum is like the key maternal, the key figure for lots of people, and and the very fact that Coronation Street is focusing on on Leanne rather than Steve is part of that. But at the same time, you know, Leanne that was part of her body. Mm. He was part of her body for for nine months, and we never got very much from Leanne about I want a baby. But when she had Ollie, like you said before, suddenly it's all she ever wanted. Mm. Um, you can understand why we're focusing more on Leanne, but I just think I just do think it's a shame in it. And and there's definitely biolo- This is what I'm trying to say. There's definitely biological reasons why we we focus more on on mothers and and some some fathers are rubbish and they don't care and, and you can be a father with and have no input whatsoever on a child's life apart from to impregnate the mother mm-hmm. can't you yeah but um i just don't know whether things like this add to us undervaluing the mm. role of a father yeah. but i i think coronation street is right to focus on on the because I, I, I i think they are in this case yeah as well. yeah but i think that people also identify more 
with women because we're um we're sort of trained to care if we see a woman crying more than we do about a man and that's a sad fact but again you know can coronation street do something about that well they could do if they wanted to but they yeah they showed with the aiden story yeah it's important to listen to the men i guess i guess i'm kind of unfocused in what i'm trying to say here but um Oh, the the end of that scene was devastating as well. When she when Steve says, "I'll I'll go and take Ollie out if you like," and she listens to him on the baby monitor. I can't, I can't remember what he's saying. He's just, just being a nice, just being sweet a nice, dad. Yeah, nice dad about and just it. Kind and of like talking to him like nothing's into wrong. Tears. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. Oh, it's it's heartbroken. Then Toya comes round and and Leanne's sobbing again that she can't watch her son die. Toya realizes, yeah, let's maybe not push the fostering issue right now. So she's having to be strong, really this strong for so her terrible. sister. Yeah, inside Toya's heart's probably breaking as well because the last glimmer of hope for her and Imran getting a foster kid anytime soon is out of the window. When Toya, when um, Leanne said, Toya, I can't watch my son die. Oh. I know, I know. That was horrible. <laughs> um, Leanne, on top of this, Leanne has to deal with Simon ducking out of his exam because she gets a phone call. She's she's been able to get a nap, hasn't she? Been considering that she maybe didn't get any sleep I last can't night. What she must she's woken up by a nap by yet another problem that she could do without, which is Simon um, not taking I his love exam, this. confronts like, him when he gets home. I really like this. This was like um... <laughs> I felt like for a minute everything else. Like she didn't have to worry about um, Oliver because it just like the old the old Leanne came back because she she woke up she answered the phone and immediately her face was just pissed off Leanne <laughs> like what the hell the hell Simon <laughs> yeah but when he comes home and is confronted by he's in no mood to to listen to her because he knows what she said earlier yep. he blames her but doesn't. Simon is always stops himself from saying it. He could have t- that could have turned into an argument. I think Simon showed amazing restraint by not just throwing it back <laughs> in her face right then. No one holds a grudge like Simon Barney. Oh no, totally. Um, so that was the end of, of Wednesday's episode. Friday, Peter finds Simon in Victoria Gardens, and he thinks the exam's gone badly, and he's like, "Oh, never mind, son." Simon's <laughs> this, like, this "It's only I mean. Ari." This is the thing, Peter. Can, can be the cool dad, like the cool parent. Don't worry, son, it doesn't matter. Because he literally has no stake in Simon's future or cares at all. Yeah. Like, a normal parent would be like, what the hell, what the hell do you, what do you mean? You failed your exam. Well, what, what can we, well, right. I think like, we this... have to, we have to sort this out. We have to do this, that and the other thing. Literally means nothing to Peter. He's not going to be involved in any of the fallout. He, he said you can retake it. But, but he knows he's not going to be involved in any of it. He's like, it me- literally means nothing to me. It's like somebody was making a cake and, the, and, the, and they f- ran, found out the eggs were rotten. Well, I'm not eating the cake anyway, so oh, you should just make another one. I think one. you've been a bit harsh on Peter. I think he, well, he realises that Simon's world has been turned upside down at the moment and he thinks the last thing that Simon <laughs> needs is to be you know, dragged across the coals. Tell just me the difference between, between Peter reacting to Simon and saying, don't worry about it because your whole world's collapsing around your ears and Peter saying, don't worry about it because I don't care either. <laughs> There's no difference. <laughs> Whatever, fine. <laughs> um, so Simon then admits, um, well, he's not admits, he tells Peter everything that he heard and he's convinced that he, that Leanne wishes it was him that was dead. And I can, even though Leanne you know, fell short of saying that, I can totally understand Simon, who's always had in the back of his mind the idea that his mum doesn't value him as 
as her real son. Well, because it, it's not just that, but it's also all the way, all the times he mistreated her as well. Yeah. And he must carry some guilt for that too. I think so. I think so. Um, Toya, meanwhile, is breaking the news to Imran, who's gutted about this. Ali is there as well and says, don't mention the foster to Everybody, anyone. Keep it a secret. This, Toya keeps saying to everyone, don't tell anyone that we were going to foster. Like, it's <laughs> I know, a dirty Toya's secret. just like, oh, Don't tell anyone we were going to snatch it. a baby. I mean, not many people know at the moment, do they? It's just Ryan, Craig um, and Alia. Oh, yeah. For the fact that Toya's said it so much is making me think someone's going to blab. I think, I mean, it could be anyone, to be honest. Craig could, be, or Ryan could because he's a bit dense. Craig could... <laughs> I don't know, I could imagine No, I him. don't know, I don't know. It just it felt a bit repetitive. It, yeah, yeah, it did a little bit. Um, Nick, again, we see quite a lot of today's episode. He's seeing Steve with Ollie. Again, feeling, why, why isn't Ollie with me? La, la, la. Um, he, he doesn't know how on earth he's going to support Leanne through this, that she's going through. And at the same time, supporting himself, because Ollie's really important to him too. Um, yeah. What else did we have? Peter going and telling Leanne very gently what Simon overheard. And I, I found her reaction fascinating because when he says it, Leanne's face almost is like, I, I didn't say that. I don't I remember thought saying Jane that. Dancer, and this, I don't think people will pick, will, will sort of go, yeah, this was a great performance because I think that the... Um, her, cry, her, her devastating acting and her crying and everything... Is a lot is a lot more uh, emotional and um, yeah, it, it tugs on your heartstrings more. But this was also a really great performance because I totally believed that she did not remember. So did I. Like she she just played it so well. Like I I genuinely don't remember ever saying this, and she just looked like really bewildered. Mm. Like I, why would I even say that? And she yeah. just couldn't remember. You all say things, you know, in moments of high drama and tension and, and yeah she she played that absolutely perfectly and she, um, so what else is going on oh, oh, no, Peter says on. to her yeah. look Simon needs to know that he's yours so you said this sure I know that you didn't mean it you need to let Simon know that you didn't you, you didn't mean I it I thought this well. was also another really this is probably what the, the line that got got my goat the most um, to make me uh, take against Peter today in this podcast thing but him just saying he needs to know he's yours it's like well why would he be in doubt peter perhaps because his actual biological father basically rejected him no wonder he's so insecure yeah does when simon is being rejected by leanne does he kind of think that he's on his own now well yeah this is the thing and him saying oh he needs to know he's yours because yeah what have you ever done to make to make Simon think that you are his dad, Peter. Don't tell Leanne what to do. Mm. Um, the foster lady comes back to Toya and Imran's flat later and is oh, basically another told... another great performance when Toya was, like, trying to we, tell her... Yeah, we, we don't think it's the right time to be fostering. Try not to cry. Mm. Oh, my God. And Imran there is still clinging on Going, to... Never say that. never! Never say never! Yeah, he's, he's clearly completely Dead. gutted by this, indeed. Simon comes home, Leanne apologises to him. He doesn't particularly want to accept it, which I think was very much in character for Simon. Yeah, he likes sulking. Yeah, he does. He does like a good sulk. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm going to move back in with my dad. He's just been passed from pillar to post all his life, really, Simon, hasn't he? And I, well, he's a, trying to punish Leanne as well, but... 
Yeah, I mean, and this is bad as well because I mean, at the moment Peter's living in the Rovers with Carla, <laughs> but now Jenny's back. Is Peter know, homeless where again? Hell, <laughs> where the hell is Simon going to go? Yeah, I'm Nick back, comes back, to back. Number one, I don't know. And Leanne tells him what happened, and so Nick goes in the street and has a go at Peter for upsetting Leanne. That was a great scene. I, oh, I thought it was going to be a fight. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it, it was, was very, very close, wasn't it? And it was Nick and Peter have got history with that. <laughs> it was only because Sarah separated them because they were arguing and and they're like yeah what and yeah come on then Nick Nick just wants to he he's had to um, he's hold watched, himself he's back helpless. and he just wants to lash out at something well, and yeah. someone because he's had to be the he's the stoic helpless. solid supporter he can't do anything but he can beat Peter up. Yeah. That's probably what he's thinking. Like, I, I might not be able to save Ollie's life, but I can definitely beat the crap out of Peter Barlow. He was, he was being like a kid in the playground, wasn't he? Just, like, you know, pushing him. Like, yeah. he, he wanted Peter to lamp him. Yeah. And I guess it's... He wanted, he, yeah. yeah, he wanted... He wanted to, to he do want, something. I mean, it was... I suppose it's a bit like David, wasn't yeah. it? Cajoling these other people to chase him and, and maybe beat him up. And, and, and Nick as well. He just wants to, yeah, feel something else at the moment. And, the, and maybe... Have, Let's make another problem because all these ones are too overwhelming. Mm. So you're right, Sarah Lou comes on and, and splits them up. And then Tracy comes over as well. And yeah. then, then I think... And Tracy's like, oh, this is this only is, just the beginning. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to be... This is not a really long storyline. The storyline's going to be so depressing, Sarah. I'm actually going to leave. <laughs> no. Um, Steve offers to take Ollie for the night. Imran's nursing a drink in a pub later and Alia comes over and... She promises him things are going to be all right and takes him off. And it's it's starting to make me wonder, like, is Imran going to... Is there going to be something between Imran and Alia? I, I thought that too, but I was like, no, that, no, please, thank you very Imran, much. Imran, you've got better taste than Alia, surely. Oh, but also... Sarah's a lovely looking lady, but Alia, you, you, no, you don't want that. Um, Alia is such a skank <laughs> she's not a skank she's just a bit of a nag she's well, a bit listen, of a dullard if, if anything were to happen between Alia and Imran it would just take both of them to make that happen so you know preemptively calling her a skank I think is fair enough I don't want Imran to be a love rat in this no unless he's a comedy love rat like when he was dating Leanne and Toya at one time you can't be a comedy love rat he totally during... was you can't be a comedy love rat during a storyline where you're oh, rejected no. by your girlfriend who can't foster a child because her sister's got a child who's got a terminal illness. No. Not comedy love rat material. <laughs> but yeah, he does have form for seeing yeah. two at once and it did re- remind me, I think it's that purple polo neck, you know, because that was a purple polo neck he was wearing during that scene with Leanne and Toya you. and now he's wearing it again. I think it's, yeah, taking you're him saying over this, leading him astray. I bought you one of those, didn't I? So now I don't, I'm going to think I'm going to have to burn it. <laughs> um, Why are you making excuses and saying the purple po- polo neck leads to cheating? <laughs> are you trying to set yourself up an alibi or something? Yeah, it's on top? tape now as it's well. It's just irresistible. Look how lovely. <laughs> Everyone knows purple's a royal colour. I tell you what, I cannot be doing with Imran have, going off and having a, know, a secret love triangle. This is going to happen. I know, but you know, sometimes they set these things up and you can see the signs and, and it could I did, be nothing. I did think that, why is there this scene here? Yeah. This is a strange and scene. Does, 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 um, does Ali want a kid? I don't know, maybe. But she is going out of Ryan at the moment, so maybe we'll have, we could have Ryan I also, and, and Imran coming to blows. It was weird because Imran was just sitting there minding his, his own business with alcohol, trying to drink like a scotch or whatever. And then she comes over and she's like, you're not going to drink that, are you? And he's like, oh. 
And then she goes, let's go. And they, they both go, but I don't know where they go. Or why wherever they were going to go is going to be better than sitting at the bar with a scotch. And why did he order a scotch if he doesn't want one? And mm. why does Alia know that he didn't want to drink it? It was all very... What a strange... I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that scene. also Alia could be very, very grateful to Imran if and when he gets Yasmin off of these, um, oh, these charges. So if that he gets, she gets Yasmin off, she'll get him off. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it could happen. Seriously don't Please want don't. it to happen because Imran, so far, you know, he's, he's, he's had the odd blip, but haven't we all? He's an honourable <laughs> gent and Toya doesn't deserve to be treated badly and cheated on by him. Because I think they're a lovely couple. I oh, know. And it's so nice to have them have a story about being a couple. And also, if you were to be... Say, say Leanne like, says, no, I actually do want you to have a child go ahead with the fostering. And then Imran cheats on Toya. Do you think the foster lady will be like, don't worry about it? <laughs> or do you think she'd say, oh, I can't actually let you have a kid now because you're irresponsible? <laughs> right, yeah. I'd also feel really bad for Ryan because... He's on to a good thing well, with, with Alia. They're, they're not too bad together, the those two. Ryan, and, and he's been a real rock for Alia during this whole Yasmin affair as well. His link to the street is so tenuous now, Michelle has gone, that literally, if he wasn't dating Alia, why would he be there? Mm. Yeah, Speeddale's the only place that'll let him do a DJ gig. Yeah. But they're going to be closing only, soon. Only at lunchtime. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's, that's left as a... Who knows what and maybe. Who knows what that's about. Um, but then we have this last scene between Nick and Peter around the back of the Rovers where Nick comes and breaks down in front of his former adversary saying, oh, oh no, yeah. he's, not, he's not mine, but he kind of is, if you know what I mean. I really love him. So he he finally has got somebody to open out, open up to and cry in front of because he can't do that in front of Leanne so he's got to, to be, be strong, strong for her. And um, I, th- I thought that was yeah lovely but, but sad. Yeah, we've said it along that Nick, sweet Nick is... Um, an interesting character in this because he's on the periphery and there's just so many people on the periphery he's on the periphery in runners fevers yeah i know but all the guys are on the periphery no i was gonna say it is interesting because his parallel is is tracy and tracy we've not really seen anything of tracy no because steve is so uninvolved in oliver's life that the the impact is not as much on tracy as steve's partner as it is on nick because i think that Ollie lives with them full time, really. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? Mm. That that's his house. Poor the, Nick. The flat or whatever. I know, I know. Because being Poor pushed everybody. out to the the edge and and feeling grief, but not being not having a sort of uh, a stake in a bigger share as other people can alienate you a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Because you feel like, well, I can't make this about me. And I've got to take a back seat to other people's grief, but equally, these these are still real feelings mm. that I'm having. And uh, where where can I, who can I talk yeah. to about it? It was it was very nice to see two former enemies bonding like that. I'd I'd kind of I'd be interested to see Imran and Nick, sort of finding you know common ground. About the fact, what? Well, the fact that it's not about them. It, they're Imran both Imran and they're, Nick. They're but. Yeah, they're both in situations where they feel that it should be about them. No, they don't feel it should be about them. Well, Nick, Nick, Nick wants it to be about N- no, Nick. He does doesn't. he's he's not feeling the same grief as Steve is? But... No, you're being you're totally misconstruing what I'm saying. You don't want it to be about you. No, if you're feeling grief 
but other people have a stronger reason to than you do. You don't want to be... You don't You don't feel like, oh, I'm going to snatch as much grief as I can. <laughs> grief snatcher. You feel alienated and guilty for the, the, the grief that you do feel because you know that other people's is worse and, and you feel, you know, I, I can't burden anybody with my feelings because they're going through it worse than I am. Mm. I don't know where you got... He wants to make it about him. No, no, I, anyone, I don't. I anyone, don't mean that. I don't mean if that. If anyone tried to make it all about them this week, it was Jenny. <laughs> he's he's feeling really really upset about this, but doesn't feel that he can vocalise this to other people because he knows that it's a lot worse for other people. Hmm. And and I think that's the same or similar for Imran as well. Yeah. He he's he's the whole world he's has been, been turned upside down this. this week because he was on cloud nine on. The beginning of Monday's episode, but he—it's not the right time for him to say no. I was my foster kid. This isn't fair. He he knows he's got to be strong for Toya, who's been strong for Leanne. I mean, Toya is totally putting Leanne's feelings before. I mean, it's it's definitely her choice to put Leanne's feelings before her own, but I think she hasn't thought enough about Imran. No, she's she's been but the Im- one to say. Imran has just let her it's gone. Yeah, I understand. He, he but he should have put up a bit more of a fight, and it would be frustrating if this does end up causing them relationship problems because Toya is totally disregarding his feelings. Even when he was saying, "Oh yeah, I just feel really upset because uh, you know Rana and etc." and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but you know, <laughs> she did at least agree to speak to Leanne, even though she. Didn't, didn't speak to her in the end because you realised that I maybe totally, it wasn't the right this time. This is a really great storyline because you really can understand how everyone feels. Yeah. And all the conflicts, you know, are totally natural. They don't, nothing feels forced. Everything is a consequence of the way things feel naturally. Mm. Do you think that Imran was being a bit insensitive by trying to push it a little bit further? And... No. Because say, say Toyoga was pregnant. She, what would she do? Go have an abortion? Mm. No, she wouldn't. So things happen in life, and Leanne probably would find it very difficult. Yeah. But she might find it difficult. She might not find it difficult. Yeah. How do you think Leanne would feel if she found out that this has been going on? She's going to get mad if behind she finds her out back. She'll that think it's happened behind her back. Yeah. Every her re- do, would you say that her reaction was realistic? What reaction? Week, the reaction to what to everything and the fact that she's you know Who's? Leanne. And and her her denial, her sort of s- yeah. s- screaming and shouting. Well, I don't know, and... do I? Seems re- realistic to me. Yeah, it it feels yeah, it's very much in character. Some people would just want to, you know, well, curl up into thing. a ball. Leanne, I I said to you, at the time when she was <laughs> having a go at Toya, I was like, I can't believe people really do this in real life. I've never. I've never ever come across anybody who 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 sort of takes it out on other people who screams at people. Like my family are like really really. I think try to try to not show feelings too much to not upset other people, mm. and I I think I would I do that as well. Like I I don't want to burden other people with my grief or share my feelings because I don't want to upset people and make them feel bad. I can't imagine haven't shouting at somebody because I'm sad and trying to make them feel bad or yeah when when you're upset and I'm trying to find out what's wrong with you 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 
you don't like to say, do you? I, I you, don't want to talk about it. No, and then I say, what's up, what's up, what's up? And just niggle you. Because I don't want to... I don't want it to... Mm. Partly, it's, partly but, it's I don't want things to be true, and partly it's because... Yeah. I don't. I don't want to upset people because it makes me upset, and it yeah. turns into a spiral of being upset. Leanne wears her heart on the sleeve. But Leanne's so always it... been a very bolshy in your face, quick to quick to, to share her thoughts kind of a person. So it makes sense that she, but she just is so destructive, isn't she? She's she damaged. She's damaged two relationships in one week. She's she's put put Toya Toya back by having a go at her. And and it and it really is just her Leanne's luck that Toya is so forgiving and in, sort of emotionally intelligent enough to understand that it's not her she was having a go at, mm. and she's also ruined her relationship with Simon, and and inadvertently has she also damaged Toya and Imran's relationship with her, the way that she's reacted to yeah. this situation. But you know you can blame her. This is the worst thing that mm. could ever happen totally, to anybody. Totally, um, I. I just want to again say it performances though that that's the kind of the character stuff but acting stuff I would say everybody that really stepped up to the plate this week really good I was I was so impressed Jane is just you know I'm not saying that she's the best actress they're they're all brilliant but she's been given the most she's been given the most to do and has not you know has not slipped up once she's been very very believable she's been yeah pretty amazing this week and I'm glad because I, I, we we spoke about 2020 so far on um, the podcast last week, and it felt very much that the the major story was the Yasmin and Jeff one, and that there hasn't quite been another story that's had so much you know, emotional impact and so much drama as that one. And and just this week, this storyline has showed that this is this is the next big story. And when you look back on 2020, it's not just going to be Jeff and Yasmin. You remember there's going to be this as well yeah maybe it's a bit too soon after the Sinead story some people would say I wonder whether they looked at the reaction that the Sinead tragedy had last year and thought ah ha ha how can we get you know appeal to those it just feels to me as though at the moment Coronation Street really really thinks that you can't have like one of the biggest things one of the biggest dramas that people can go through is medical medical drama Mm. But that was never, that wasn't always the case. Like, we've gone through years of affairs are, are the most traumatic thing that can happen. And everything, all the big storylines revolved around people sneaking around and cheating on each other. And I mean, in Coronation Street, in the early years, we went decades without anybody getting an illness. Yeah, well, not so much as a sniffle. Um, I don't know why Coronation Street is so fixated in recent years and it started with Hayley. I don't know whether it started there, but I mean, you could say Where did you say it started with? Well, I mean, you could say it started with Alma and her cervical cancer. Yeah, but that was a long time before, between Alma and Hayley. There might have been more, I can't remember. It just feels as though... Whatever, whether it's, there have been others, it seems to have ramped up a little bit more and I would kind of bundle Aidan in amongst that as well as a mental illness. And also Johnny with his stuff. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Aiden in in with it. I understand why you want to, but I'm just saying. We I I don't I don't think that this is the 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 extent and the depth of human emotions, in modern life. I don't know why we keep coming back to this well that I feel has been drained already, 
there's only so many permutations of someone dies of an illness. It is it is noble in a way for us for soap to say I want to raise awareness of this condition and raise money for the charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 there are other things that you, like even like say Jack's leg, that was a really good storyline. Uh, but it wasn't an A storyline. It wasn't the biggest storyline of the year. But it could very well have been. Yeah. Um. And 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 people who <laughs> who are um who lose a limb have an impact in their life and we you know you could argue just as important to, to raise awareness about that mm. why 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 do we have to keep having storylines with with illnesses with fatal consequences mm. i just think i mean when did Haley die uh 14 2014 so so 15. it's only it's six years yeah five or six years and we, we're having three major character deaths from illness just yeah. don't see the need for there, it. There isn't a need, but I've I've not. I don't think I've had a problem, and I'd probably rather it was this than more affairs and more love triangles. But maybe the but, time will come when but, I'll be sick of this. But I'm not there yet. And like I've said in the past, and I've not been shy about saying, I'm glad that they're, you know, being ballsy enough to kill off Oliver because that's a that's a big move, and and it's going to result in some some great acting. I mean. This storyline seems more than the Sinead storyline and more than the Haley storyline to have implications and ramifications that spread beyond a small mm. character. Like, like Sinead dying, obviously, that was Daniel and the Barlows and, and the Tinkers. Yeah. But it, but it, it didn't really affect anyone's relationship no, with rip, each other. Rip. Yeah, this this it didn't is gonna have ripples. this this has already now affected people's relationships, and it is really interesting to see that happen. But the sad, desperate, horrific, slow death of somebody you love in a show, somebody people care about deeply, it just feels like they're up in the ante every time, you know. Who are you talking about cares about deeply? Viewers or characters? Just the characters. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think there's many viewers that. I'm just saying, like, Haley was a beloved character, arguably. Well, not arguably. She was more beloved than these other two characters. Oh yeah. But then you've got Sinead, who's like the 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 perfect victim, like the beautiful blonde young mother. Yeah. With everything to live for, and now you've got a small child, who is three years old and is not going to live to, to be an adult. It does make you wonder so where tragic. can they go from this here. This is what I mean. What are they going to do next? I mean, we also had Eccles dying not not two months ago, did we? It's just, I just think, I can't, I can see where they've got new drama from this that's different from the previous people dying of cancer and, and illness. But I just don't, I just think that it should be put off limits now. I, medical drama I, I, is, is really it's ri- yeah it, it, there's, it's a rich well of human suffering but Coronation Street's not about that is it it's about everything it's about the entire range of human experiences and we're just having too much of this and not enough of all the other stuff I think if there was another one that came in the next 12 months I might at that point go enough is enough but yeah it's, it's honestly it's not bothering me at the moment well good for you thanks um, Gemma, we, we we have got a few other little storylines that were running in tandem with the uh, serious case of the Ollie Wobbles this week. So, uh, Seb and Alina and Emma, we last left I'm Emma t- with her hand I'm in a jar in a vase, losing track of what 
is going on with Seb, Emma and Alina. And what... So, so, so Emma wants to get back with Seb and Seb wants to get back with Alina, but Alina won't get with Seb because she feels a loyalty to Emma. Something like that. It's pretty dull. I can't believe I ever cared about this. I know. It's gone. It's, it's changed so quickly, hasn't it? From yeah. around Christmas. We were like, really going, oh, we why can't you go? Both of them are so perfect How for both of them. have I got so mad? I think it's because Seb's not been in it at all. I'm and not... I feel no- nothing for Seb now. I, I, st- I like Seb, but I don't think it goes much further Where's than that. Where's he been? He's I, just think been... I, I think I preferred Alina when she was a bit of a, a, bit of a victim in the, in the nail bar. She's... Well, anyway, to be a bit of a cow. So yeah, as you said, Emma's got her her hand stuck in the vase, and um, they get it out. So if you were worried about it over the weekend, there was really you, you fretted yourself was, for no reason. I knew that it wouldn't happen, but I so wanted Monday's episode to be the adventures of Emma with her hand in the vase. And, and it I, could I, have been I, hilarious if she like kept trying to been. hide it from people, yes. and like or walking around or trying to get something, or even like. <laughs> The thing is, I, I don't know whether Monday's episode in which Leanne and Steve found out about Ollie could have sustained quite so you know, overt humour. Because I think it could have been funny and I think Ali could have done a really, oh, really good job. job. Maybe it wouldn't have fitted, but like I said last week in the podcast, if this was, you know, the 1970s and they had the one where Hilda gets her hand stuck in a vase, that could go <laughs> down as yet another Ogden comedy caper extraordinaire. But they but didn't no, even try. They just, they just basically just, it just came off. Yeah. So, um, Alina is getting missed calls from Seb. She's, tr- she's helping Emma, but she's supposed to be meeting Seb for a date. And then Liz calls round. It was friends' round. date, wasn't it? They friends weren't having date. a proper date. They were having a drink with friends. Liz calls round and says, "Please don't let Emma go anywhere. Or no, don't let Alina go anywhere because you're going to need somebody." We don't see her get told. We but, don't see Liz at all, do we? But Liz tells Emma Over that. The phone. Alina, that um, Ollie's got this yeah. disease, and so she cried. And I really, I forgot. This is this is the thing about Coronation Street. It's so incestuous that literally everyone's crying about Ollie because they're in some way related to him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So she's crying because she's like, I only just got to know him. It's really unfair. It's like he's my brother, and I, you know. Yeah, my new brother. So she, so Alina's having to comfort her, and eventually tells Seb that she she texts him, says, "I'm not coming." Or does she call him? Uh, she calls. I'm him. not. Yeah, she 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 leaves a voice message. I'm not coming. It was a stupid idea. We can't treat Emma like this. Don't ask me again. Yeah, she's she's just like we. I say she's playing this, hard to get. This, this is going to mess with Emma's head. We we absolutely we can't, can't do we, this. We can't now. go there. I I can see Emma getting upset by this, but equally, I don't know whether they've done enough to establish a real close connection between Emma and Ollie in the past six months. But okay. Oh, just... on Wednesday, um, Alina is pleased that Emma and Seb seem to have made up, and she's going to support them, and then. She talks to Michael about what's happened at work and says sometimes you just have to do the right thing. Yeah, as in stepping away. Yeah, and then sometimes you just have to prolong the (laughs) storyline. On Friday, Emma goes into the back room. This is when we see Jenny. I was making a joke about her making it all about herself, but she wasn't really. She was thinking about Tom. I love this. I thought this this has been forgotten. I really like this as well. This this reminds everybody about the depth. Jenny's depth of Oh, character. I know, it's hooray. They've given Jenny a serious scene. She did it This really is what well. we've wanted. And and she was like she she just kind of said, like, this just reminds me of my son. 
she talks about um, when they were in. I think it was she was saying when they were in France, and it was it was an anniversary, and Johnny and I found a a quiet spot that that Tom would have liked, and Aww. just had a moment of reflection. And that that scene absolutely did not need to happen. I think that's a did, did it. it. I don't know whether it progressed the plot in a, a, any way. I don't know whether it particularly spurred Emma on to. To, to doing what she does next. It was just a lovely moment of re- reminding us uh, and, and, you know, throwing a bone to the fans and, and saying, yeah, other, this like you said, this story is affecting everybody. It's having, you know, the ripples are running wide and, and, and Jenny, I know that she puts on a, a bit of a front and she can be a bit ditzy and, um, you know, outrageous, but she's had tragedy too and and this kind of news is going to make people remember some of that yeah unless you're kevin of course who forgets about his kids <laughs> or his dead children all the time but yeah i i really really did appreciate that scene thank you very much coronation street yeah she she says um what's she say steve she's, she's just saying look even though she's upset she still feels that she has to reassure emma about this because um, like, Emma's like, worried about how's how's my new dad ever gonna get over this, and, yeah, and Jenny says, I, "I've been through what Steve's going through, kind of, and eventually and slowly you kind of put the pieces back together. Well, she's like, it's gonna always be fine. there. You, you've got her. You've got. Like, he's got you lie. to support him, and, yeah. and and so on. Yeah. Um. And and then they have they what well, well, they have a little manicure session at the end of Emma and Alina. Alina paints Emma's nails, I think. Yeah, and, and then she talks about her her um, experience with when her brother was ill. He had meningitis, and um, and she's talking about how difficult it is to be away from your family. And Emma's because Emma, Emma was talking about how strange it is now. She's suddenly got this big family, um, and and then Emma says that that she and Seb can be. Alina's Weatherfield family. Which I thought was lovely. It's, it would be really lovely if they weren't both trying to sneak around behind Emma's back. And <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. It was weird that Seb... Was Seb actually in... He wasn't in no, it at Seb all was this week, was week. This is what I mean. I really can't care about who ends up dating Seb if I don't care about Seb. And I can't care about Seb if he's just not there. Mm. Yeah, it's... I, I used to really I, like Seb. I, I think Seb is the sort of character he's, that he can quickly get back into your affections. I'm if sure he's he given will. the right stuff to if do. He's if he's given a chance, some good scenes been. with Abby and as well. Um, but yeah, so still, yeah, not not quite feeling this story, and it feels like it's not anywhere close to being over either. But it also feels like it could well be that's the last we hear about it for a long time, and then two months later, when it comes back again, we'll forget and we'll have forgotten what's going on at the moment. Fizz and Tyrone's story this week, I flippin' loved. And this was... We we said that the comedy was a nice um, complement to the drama and tragedy that was going on with Leanne and Steve and everything. But I found the the everyday, you know, banality of day-to-day life at the Dobbs State household was absolutely lovely and a, and a, a really welcome relief from the heavy drama i thought it i thought it was i thought it was lovely it basically involves fizz and tyrone agreeing um 
to have. Um, it was what was it last week? They, they were like saying, they, oh, they we were, never, oh, we're, we're stuck stuck in a rut. Stuck in a they rut. We're like Jack and Vera. Yeah, Fizz, Fizz has this revelation when she looks at the picture of Jack and Vera on the sideboard that they're the new Jack and Vera. It's just because Jack's lying there. Sorry, oh, no, they really are turning into Jack and Vera. Tyrone's there in his vest. Um, he he finds the whole the very notion of this hilarious um, and says, "Look, tomorrow we'll we'll." We'll get some fancy food. We'll we'll have a nice dinner. Jack and Vera never would have done this, although I think maybe they would have sometimes. But um, and then he goes out and he's like, oh, I, "No, I can't even. I can't do a Jack impression." But Tyrone Allen did a fantastic Jack impression. Just just go and feed the pigeons. Yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. He played that just right. I think I've seen Allen do um, Jack before, because because Bill Timey was sort of a, a mentor to to Allen, wasn't he? And his in his early acting days or in, in Coronation Street. That was that was a lovely little callback. Um, Wednesday, I feared that the story was veering dangerously off course when Gemma and Chesney are thrown into the mix. And and see, when I when Fizz and Tyrone were or when Fizz was bemoaning the lack of spark in their relationship last week it felt natural and normal and nice and i feel a bit sympathetic for them and it's like oh yeah a lot of people feel this way but when Gemma started doing it on wednesday it was just came across as wow 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 i've got quads isn't my life terrible <laughs> i struggled to feel any sympathy to her at all but they're, they're feeling the same sort of thing really and fizz sees chesney sweeping up the pavement outside prima donna and says that's, that's normal You've got babies involved you're not going to be able to, you know, the relationship won't be the same as it was beforehand. Although there wasn't much between Chesney and Fizz, bef- uh, Chesney and uh, Gemma beforehand, was there? Because he was originally, he wasn't going to stay with her, didn't? No. Uh, at one point, but anyway, um, she she says, "Look, time me, you're having dinner out together. You you should have something like this, which Chesney takes as an invitation to come round for dinner." And oh, the comedy misunderstanding that that uh, leads itself to. Uh, Chesney gets a babysitter. Paul and Billy have to um, cancel, cancel their, their date night in town. Whatever's going on there. Well, you know they don't have kids. They can do it whenever they like. Uh, they should summer, be there. Summer. Summer's not a child. Summer's. <laughs> like, I think I'm convinced Summer is a robot. He just makes little robots to throw you off. <laughs> um, Friday's episode starts with more of Gemma moaning, and Chesney says, "Well, we're going out tonight, so there you go." And Gemma is—I so I did, did find it quite nice to see Gemma cheer up immediately at the news that she was going to have a a nice dinner. Um, <laughs> ch- uh, then, meanwhile, over at uh, well, not meanwhile, later on, over at Fizz and Tyrone's house, Fizz comes down. She's all glammed up, Jenny McAlpine, lovely, gorgeous hair, sparkly top. Yeah. Licking the bee's knees. Tyrone's preparing, what is it? Prawn cocktail. Shut up. That's amazing. Prawn cocktail <laughs> oh. and steak with all the trimmings. Yeah. And we were having a discussion about what does all the trimmings entail. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, what do I say? Chips. Nice I think it's going to be chips on like big, thick. I, I imagine, big, thick chips, I imagine for Fizz and Tyrone, it's big, thick chips, fried egg, maybe. I would think just a big field mushroom and, yeah, and a half a tomato. Half a tomato with some herbs you know, chucked yeah, on the top of it, of maybe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And like, a like you creme a... brulee for pudding. Oh, lovely. Sounds like a nice meal. See, Michael, you wouldn't like, um, you wouldn't like prawn cocktail. I would not like the prawn cocktail. What would cocktail, you have? Though. What was your... Well, when it's Christmas, I have the... Uh, you have pate. Pate on toast, don't I? Mm. Or, or a nice soup or something. Um, anyway, 
the, the, the mood is ruined, though, when Gemma and Chesney show up under the um, impression that they've been invited to this dinner party. Gemma's, and Gemma's so excited. Very like, oh, sparkly yeah. hot pants. She's like, oh, I've never been invited anywhere like this. And she's got her hair in two little buns. Yeah. Um, so the, the moon buns. It, it, but the misunderstanding all comes out and... Um, the, they're the, basically they're ha- going no you can't stay yeah we've only got two steaks sorry and then Gemma's like Gemma oh. gets Minda and then Fizz is like stay in a nice way like she has a, a nice smile and is like oh go on then and, yeah. and it ends all basically happily ever after between and they them put sausages on they, yeah they have some nice sausages um, I just I just thought this was really lovely and, and even though on Wednesday I was not very happy that Gemma and Chesney got involved with it because I wanted it to be a, a Fizz and Tyrone story. Just the way it ended was was just very was nice, just like and it was it was character. awfully twee and everything, yeah. but it was it was character. It was completely unnecessary story, uh, yet it seems to have blown up um, in you know in the in the soap mags and things with our oh, Fizz and Tyrone, the next Jack and Vera. But it, yeah, it was it was just lovely and a much needed respite from everything else that was going on. I think and they I had a good balance of um, yeah, of sweet little vignettes and also the drama, the drama of Ollie. Yeah, yeah. And using established characters like Fizz and Tyrone as well. Yeah. That I mean, the the whole the the notion that they are the next Jack and Vera is ridiculous, and um, just the thought that. Nobody can compare to them, and I know you put them on a that they get put on a pedestal and everything, but no, nobody would agree. As and I love Biz and Tyrone. Well, they're not the same they're, kind of personalities for a start. No, they're not larger than life. That that Biz and Tyrone have never been bigger than their stories. Mm. And and I would say Jack and Vera were the opposite. Their characters were yeah. more important than any story. They were, they were big. In. They were big caricatures. Yeah, they were. Um, I I don't think that. They're trying. I mean, we we saw an interview with with Jenny and uh, Alan on what was it? They were on this morning, a couple it, of days ago. Oh yeah, I, I watched that. And and there and and Alan said that I'm I'm shying away from the comparisons here. I know that we're not Jack and Vera, but it's a uh, the their house is a bit of a shrine to Jack and Vera, and I think Coronation Street might like them to be Jack and Vera, but you know, lightning doesn't strike twice there, does it? And I, and I think to be the new Jack and Vera, we'd have to see a lot more of the regular day-to-day stuff with Biz yeah, and Tyrone. Yeah. We, we saw, you know, Jack in his vest and Vera at the kitchen, uh, at the sink, like day in, day out. And when you see that, then you, you, you get to know them really, really well. And, and, and sadly for me, we only get to see Fizz and Tyrone, you know, once in a blue moon. And... Yeah, so they're not there yet, but uh, I, I, I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. Also, absolutely adored what they did with Evelyn and Arthur this week. Put that scene in the cafe when um, Roy and Arthur realise they've got a shared interest in trains. That's basically Brilliant. what happens. On Wednesday... That's the story, but I loved it. Evelyn goes into Roy's and buys two custard tarts... And Roy works out one of them must be for Arthur's. And he comes in and then they both start talking about trains together. And, and Roy and, and Evelyn's trying to have this little di- like 
coffee date with her boyfriend and Roy just muscles in yeah. and they're both chatting on about trains and she's just like uh-huh. the look on the look on Maureen Littman's face is just perfect just like the rolling eyes when, when they're they're just the, the, the pair of massive going, train oh, geeks I think you'll find that this oh yeah well I know that that and blah 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 are just and reeling like, off these model these codes and, yeah the model yeah. names of the trains and, and, utter, and utter, journeys utter, that they train took spotters and, about it and and where they went and what lines they were on and evens like what what have I got myself in for and and Roy he's not the best at picking up social cues to be fair to him he just uh, plows straight on with it Uh, Arthur maybe should have known but I guess Arthur's just excited to find somebody who's got got a shared passion with with him I I absolutely loved it and I was I was gutted that this story only got what four or five scenes over the course of the week and and um, we were they they went off. They were going to meet again in the Rovers in the, this episode, weren't they? In today's episode, but we just get to see them coming home from that. And um, Arthur's apologising because he, he kind of realises that maybe he did get a bit go a bit too far with this and, and pushed um, even out. And 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 yet again, we're left uh, wanting more. And and Evelyn opening up, and she says she's going to text Arthur. We're we're seeing gradually, oh so gradually. Her starting to open up and and let him in. Good. Should be gradual. I know. I know. I'm moaning about. I'm moaning that things are too too quick a lot of the time. I I want it to be gradual, but have more scenes because every scene with with Arthur and Evelyn in is just gold for me. No pleasing you. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and then finally we had the uh, yeah the return of Jenny, which we've, we've kind of already said. She, she's back. She comes blustering into the Rovers in the middle of Wednesday's episode. Very matter-of-factly tells Peter that Johnny's there and, and that's that. And we get to Johnny's find... Johnny's there is in France. In France, yeah. Uh, and we find out a little bit more from Friday, from it on Friday, because Scott comes back to the Rovers, realises that Johnny stayed. He has a few, like, knowing looks, like, he knows why Johnny stayed in France. But Jenny is clearly in the dark a little bit about it. She says, "Oh, he was on the phone to Carla, and then I, I don't know whether she, know. yeah, I don't know whether she made the link that it was Carla that persuaded him to stay. I don't know why, why she should say no, that, I but feel, as viewers, we know, oh, Carla's told him about what's going on back in the Rovers, and that Scott's still there. And... Yeah, I just think it was the fact that Scott was still there. Yeah, I yeah. think that was it. I don't think anything else. No, but Jenny doesn't realise that the only reason no. Johnny's coming back that is Not staying there is is because Scott's there. But Scott knows, so he's he seems like he's perfectly happy to stay on as as long as possible. Just to just uh, because wait he for knows. Johnny. Yeah, he's waiting him out. He knows that Johnny can't stay in France forever. Although it, it is a bit of an annoying soap trope for me for characters to go off on holiday together and then only one of them return because. It does happen, doesn't it? Where you get characters staying out there for a little bit longer. Yeah. It's so. Uh, I hope it's not too long because there's only so long that I can keep an interest in what's gone on between Scott and Johnny. There's there's not been anything else to discuss there particularly, is there? Because no no further clues have been dropped this week. Nope. And that was this week's Coronation Street. Yeah. A jolly jolly good week, I would say. Um, it's a difficult one to score. I'm kind of, I really, I really did enjoy it, but I, it's for some reason it doesn't feel like a four and a half to me. I, I think I, it's feeling like a four week for me. What, what, what are you thinking? I don't know. I don't know why not a four and a half. 
Maybe it's, it's definitely the, not four and a half. For maybe me. it's the Emma and, and Alina stuff and and the and the Scott stuff, which felt a bit unnecessary. I mean, it was great that Jenny was back. Absolutely love Fizz and Tyrone, Arthur and Evelyn. Um, a lot to like in the in the Ollie Wobbles story. Um, but yeah, it. I, I think it, it, there's there's still um. There's there's a lot more to come, and I think that we will see later weeks. Hopefully, when this story will. Yeah, push things up to a four and a half. I'm I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this four homemade buns <laughs> made in an actual home this week. <laughs> Unlike those plastic ones that Roy's got on the side of the cafe, oh, not yeah. the cafe, the cafe, because we've seen those up close. And if you were, you would see that they are very very plasticky. I give this four three nagers. Three nagers. I thought that was a reference to um. Oh, that was uh. Well, Emma called Ollie, wasn't it? And Alina's like, oh, is that what you called them? <laughs> and I was like, no. No. Alina thinks she's picked up a new piece of vocabulary. No, she's just rambling nonsense, mm. as usual. I thought that you'd call this, um, you'd give it a four boring old farts, which is what Arthur called himself, wasn't it? Yeah. Back. I couldn't believe that he said the word He said fart. the F word. I know. <laughs> so, character of the week. It, there was an... This, last week it felt hard... I can't remember who we went with last week. It didn't I'm feel like anybody was. I, I, it feels like you kind of have to. Well, I think she deserves it. Um, I think. Oh, I don't know but, what. Well, I'm just saying it. It could be Leanne, but then if, if we, for the performance um, of of Jane, but then equally you could say, well, I think that Toya's character of the week because she put up with a lot of abuse from Leanne. She's had to put her her life plans on hold. To support her sister, that that could that could make it her her character of the week, and then and then comedy wise, you could you could give it to Evelyn Arthur. Or, but I'm giving it mine. My award it goes to Leanne. Okay, would you like to elaborate? Oh, I think if you watch the show, you might know, but um, obviously, just her performance, um, the denial, the confusion, the anger, the sadness. It's just all mm. just heartbreaking and so well captured. Nick Nick's another one as well, yeah, to Nick's be fair, really character good. wise. He he didn't have as much to do this week, but if you're thinking about how restrained he's had to be I I I'm gonna have to go Leanne, but I would say that Toya is a, a very close Toya second. So Nick are your honorary Nick, mentions. Absolutely. We don't often have them. The, the fact that there are so many just goes to show well, what, what this a is, this satisfactory is... and satisfying week it was. Satisfactory actually makes it sound average. Better than satisfactory week. This is why this kind of drama is, is chosen for the show. Yes. You know? Because it, it gives everybody a chance to really flex their dramatic muscles and... Mm. The do a fantastic job and live up to everyone's expectations and but you know I'm excited. I don't watch Coronation Street for this I, I, if I wanted to watch a show about medical stuff I'd watch a medical show I'm excited for next week but I mean I, I'm I, and there's a reason I don't watch medical shows I'm excited for next week although there is there's a certain possibility that, that you know Seb could come back if that story's going to be in it and then it could you know, feel like it's dragging on. If I think well, the I mean, Fizz and Tyrone get... thing is done for now. I think it's just a little one week special. Are we overdue a bit of um, Jeff and Yasmin? Yes, we are. And I was, I've was i been convinced in the last two podcasts that the next week would be 
of Jeff, of Jeff and Yasmin week. I'm, I am. I am. Got to be. Absolutely I will got be to be. really confused if they're not back next week with yeah. more drama. So if, if, I mean, if, if that is in it and Ollie Wobbles isn't going to go away next week, surely. I don't know. I mean, sometimes they do, don't they? Sometimes well, the big stories inexplicably disappear. Yeah, but we know he's ill. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're all coping with it. And now let's see what's going on with Jeff and Yasmin. But they're not coping with it, are they? No, but they can't do anything. You have no choice. This is the sad, crushing, inevitable, depressing point. Of, well, consequence, isn't it? You you have no choice. You This is it. You, you can't opt out of it. Mm. That's it. It's happened. I think it would be odd if that story's not in it next week. But, you know, we'll see, won't we? We don't have long we to wait. We will see. Let's move on to the next bit of the podcast. Time for some feedback from our lovely, lovely listeners. And like us, they weren't really fans of last week's Coronation Street. I, I hope that the, the score gets a, a mighty boost this week. But last week ended up with a 2.39 That's really out of low. Five. That's that, one of the lowest scores. I was, I was going to say that's one of the lowest ones that our, our listeners have... Um, collectively Ooh, scored. everyone was in a bad mood last week, weren't they? They weren't in a bad mood. They just didn't appreciate the Dell storylines and not much <laughs> happening. It was all just a build-up to this week, though, so right. it turned out all right in the end. Joe gave it three inflatable flags out of five after picking up some um, some balloon uh, Union Jack um, inflatables at the Rovers last week for VAE Day. Chad gave it two and a half hands stuck inside a flower vase and Pat gave it two and a half old people ringing the landline <laughs> out of five, which is, uh, I thought was quite funny. Right, we will start off this week with a listen message from Joseph, <gasps> who has um, a voice message. A voice us. message! Yes, yeah, so winging its way over way from Las Vegas. Let's see what Joseph has got to say. Hi, Michael and Gemma. It's me, Joseph from Las Vegas. I'm on a mini staycation away from work. Nothing to do but play Animal Crossing and being able to watch Corey along with the UK broadcast. Um, this week's episodes are really good, I thought. I'd give it a three and a half. Um, Roy's stories of his trains um, out of five. Um, that was just hilarious and seeing Evelyn her eyes just rolling and out of boredom oh it's just it was it was so hilarious um, they were a good comic relief along with um, my character of the week Leanne's storyline just amazing amazing acting amazing delivery of her lines and just her emotions and everyone going chaotic um, even though I do not like Simon it was quite touching and like hurtful seeing Simon go through that after hearing what Leanne said with Steve. Um, it was just awful. Um, but what can you do? Uh, it was great seeing Imran in his purple polo shirt again. That was nice. It was, it's a shame they can't be foster parents at the moment, but hopefully as soon as possible they can. And hopefully Leanne won't be causing any more drama or just being selfish that other people can't be happier but who knows it's it's a soap anything can happen um, those kinds of things will probably be happening whenever i do have the chance to watch um coronation street live i do enjoy the british commercials because it's something different and i find it pretty entertaining um from what i can gather from watching a good majority of uk tv live particularly when big brother uk was still airing um i we don't have the lottery draws here in the States. 
um, it was quite interesting seeing that, those kinds of commercials. Um, and obviously some of the different foods that we, you guys have, but we don't unless we go to our local international market. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, to not to no longer see the Meerkats being the main sponsor for Coronation Street. I wonder if hopefully they'll be able to get another different, when they do get a different sponsor, that they're able to tie it in somewhat to Coronation Street, how they've been doing the Meerkats. Um, can't wait to listen to the podcast. Be safe. And bye. 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 Thank you, Joseph. I hope you're enjoying your staycation and playing lots and lots of Adam Crossing. How's the diving going? Yeah. Good fun, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. Um, I, th- I thought it was funny what he was saying about our adverts. I thought <laughs> He's probably really watched more adverts for UK adverts than we have for a very what long feeds, time. What feeds do you mean that we have here that you can only get on an international market? Well, if you Apart believe our Facebook beans. group this week... that. Usually, you don't have to advertise baked beans anymore, though, do you? It's so funny. On our Facebook group, there is obviously a lot of Coronation Street talk there, but some of the longest threads that appear on that group are just about random British things, aren't yeah, they? Because uh, I can't remember who it was that posted about baked beans this week, and is this the sort of beans that I'm supposed to have on toast? Yeah, you might be right. And then it's, the last time I looked, there was like 120 odd replies <laughs> to that. It's brilliant. Well, it? I love talking about things like that. I really am interested, and also about not having lotteries. Um, we yeah, we have the we have the. Um, yeah, but what gets shown in our advert breaks about it? I don't know. Literally, we we just either fast forward or mute the adverts. I used to love adverts when I was a kid, and I used to love the programs like Britain's Top One Hundred Adverts ever. But yeah, they they don't grab me anymore. I think I'm not the target audience for. Yeah, whenever we watch sell. like vintage Cory, we always go back and watch the. <sighs> yes. That's one of the oh most gosh, fun bits brilliant. to do. Is to when, find a compilation of old. It's British. when we're watching YouTube Cory, isn't it? Yeah. We'll we'll try and catch some adverts from that. Yeah, I adore that. It's, it's so brilliant. Much fun. But yeah, um, oh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, one point that you made that I wanted to point out that I found was interesting was you said even though I don't like Simon, um, it was really heartbreaking to see his reaction. And I think that's you know that's the sign of a good story, the sign that they're doing things right. Because I would agree actually. It, does, does anybody like Simon, really? He's, he's not inherently likeable. He's not inherently likeable. Like, I don't think he's supposed to be likeable. He's a very damaged kid. Yeah. Um, not not quite in the same way as David. He could have gone David the David route, I suppose. Or the, Still or the, plenty of time. I mean, but, he did um, beat up his mum. I know, and he terrorised poor Flora, lest we forget. I mean, is, is it different from pushing girl down the stairs and going on a hammer... He's, he's not quite got that spark that, um, wow. that David had. Either. But yeah, you, you don't like him. You're not supposed to like him. But then when things like this happen today, I did. I, feel, I felt bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, so good job. Good yeah. job, I'll explain. Anyway, and, um, uh, any other? We also are fans of Imran's purple T-shirt. Yes, we have talked about that already. So far on this podcast. Like, okay, I think thanks. it gets, it gets um, uh, overshadowed by his terrible coat. <laughs> but you know he's but got you good never see, you sense. never see him in both of them at the same time do oh, you no what does that mean mm. <laughs> what does it nothing, mean nothing I don't know right <laughs> Imran lawyer is really polar neck Imran who'd have thought you found out his hidden identity <laughs> right thank you Joseph we've got a message from Nancy do you think Carla will go to the police and tell them she was raped and by whom I think the consent question should be raised. If Cory does not raise it, it is a missed opportunity to educate the public. I, I think I it was raised. It was kind of raised, but only a little bit. But when when, when Nancy's saying, is she going to go to the police? At the moment, I'm feeling not. And I'm only wondering because the storyline's been, 
you know, gone off the boil a bit for the last week and a half. It, I think... It, it felt like that was the start of a massive, big new Carla story, but now it's like it never happened. And now Jenny's back and, and, and Carla gonna... And, and Peter's tied up with the, the Ollie story. I don't know whether it is actually going to go somewhere. But there's, I, there's still the Scott, isn't there? Scott issues. Sorry. I think that Carla being told by Peter that she was raped was a very important part of that story for making sure that everybody at home realised what was going on. It would have been nicer to have seen Carla accept this for herself. But the thing is, I think a lot of people are also missing that perhaps Carla's trying to protect herself mentally from believing that she was raped. And to accept that you were raped. I mean, and also that there's there's another consideration, and, and many people will sympathise with this, that you don't always know if you have been raped and, and you don't always realise because we're we're conditioned to not think, to think that rape is a violent act in which a man will force himself on a woman and she'll say, no, I don't want to, and he'll 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 do it anyway, and with under the threat of violence. And and lots of rapes aren't like that. Well, Carla has been raped, Frank Foster, and she knows, yeah. and that was very different. That was different. It was a different type of rape, and maybe she's saying that was rape, but I wasn't raped, or maybe she doesn't want to think about being raped this time because she doesn't want to relive those memories of Frank Foster. Yeah, good point. What I'm trying to say, though, is that many women have had a similar experience of being assaulted or raped and not have, have realised that because they did not consent, it, 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 still, it still counts as rape, even if violence was not involved. Mm. And even if they, there was a transaction, the, the fact that they didn't want to do it still doesn't mean that they consented to do it, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that Carla still doesn't get that she was raped is a powerful statement in itself. And Coronation Street hasn't really got, done anything with that. But I don't want to condemn anybody for not understanding that's the message because when there are women who are victims of this who still don't realise, I don't see how you can be too hard on other people. Because it's, like you know, a lot of people, a lot of people talk about rape culture and... Kind of in in a dismissive way and say it's an overreaction and people are being hysterical and it's not really true but it really really it is because we we live in a world where a woman can be raped and not realise it yeah and um it and, feels, and also what well, I just say it feels like it's ripe for a story yeah and also the other it's the there other, ready to be revisited at a later date should they choose to the other consideration I want to say as well I don't know if I don't know if this would be the case in the show I don't know it depends on what 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 area you live in unfortunately and and so on and so forth and obviously I don't think this is good but I am also going to raise the point that perhaps if she were to go to the police they would just laugh at her and and say well you know what do you want us to do about it it was a year ago mm. and you were on drugs that this is why women this is why there are certain subsections of of society that are called the less dead when they get murdered or or attacked because people expect it because they say it's their lifestyle and this is a, this is another societal problem that we have whereby women who are sex workers or women who are on drugs or who have these life who have these lifestyles that put them into danger they get blamed for that and so anything that happens to them is kind of called that them it's called it's their fault mm. like um there, I think that there's a there's a there's this horrible thing that, in some parts of America, get put on police reports where lots of people are involved in in a in an incident, and they're 
drug, drug addicts or whatever, and they put down on the form um, NH, NHI, which means no humans involved. Really? And that is how, how badly some people get treated... And you, you're very privileged because you're like a middle-class white man living yeah. in, a, in the UK and you've never... Have you ever spoken to the police more than once or twice in your life? Uh, People no. who Sometimes they come into school and do talks. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> they talk at you, though, if you don't talk back. They say, don't do drugs, children. Okay. Do they tell you guys not to do drugs? That's what they probably should do. <laughs> but you... But, yeah, but you... You've never come across this, have you? No. You've never heard of stuff like that. If you if you were ever in trouble, you'd go to the police, wouldn't you? Yeah. Lots of people wouldn't because they would get treated like dirt. And I think Carla might also have that in the back of her mind. And Nancy's right Especially to raise this she, point. I mean, she grew up on a dodgy estate, didn't she, Carla? Carla, uh, Nancy's right to raise this point. It would be really cool if Coronation Street would tackle this. It's an important thing. And it's a different type of story that you don't normally get on Coronation Street because most of the characters are of a, a certain of a class that even if they're working class, they're they're not this other class of people who would get treated like rubbish, yeah. like like on the Scally estates. Yeah. But Carla for for a brief moment in time was part of that world and to explore the experiences of people like that would be an interesting opportunity. Because normally the, the people like that come into the show on the periphery, like we saw with, with the two characters that tried to blackmail her. Yeah. Or the people that David was fighting. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, I suppose they wouldn't have brought it in if they're not going to come back to it. But maybe I'd be surprised if they ever come back to it. I know that people have been having discussions about this on, on Twitter as well, about was she raped and, and stuff. Yes, she was raped. She was raped. But I don't think it's fair to condemn people that don't get it. I suppose because Coronation Street hasn't really addressed it properly. Peter told her that she was raped, but I don't think she really got it. I suppose it's it was more of a setup for the mystery yeah, it of was, Scott it was, rather than and, yes, and this reminder is the, this about is the this other is thing. Got up to last year. A lot of the times people will say this as well, that, that rape should never be used as like... a plot point or character development and often it is used especially by male writers to kind of create drama or trauma for a character and and, and that's kind of happened to Carla yeah you know because mm. real people have experienced this and it can be very traumatic um right. and especially if it's not addressed properly like like Coronation Street addresses these things to bring them to light to to, to educate people and also to help others to navigate their trauma and some people have found Carla's story to be helpful in that manner but it would have been perhaps more impactful if we had had more yeah a bit more from it but maybe you as you say that's to come I've got a feeling it might be while Scott's still lingering I think once they decide to we're gonna you know full-on commit to this Scott story that's been teased for quite a while now we it might come out again Anyway, anyway, Rebecca has also written to us, of course, this week about last week's um, not-so-good shows. Um, Let's see what she thought. I thought last week dragged a little bit, but there was a lot of characters that I liked. Yeah, and I I don't think that I was able to... I I don't think I put two and two together with that when we were recording last week. There were an awful lot of characters. You know, the main players last week were characters that we really liked. They just weren't doing very much that was interesting and 
sometimes it gets like that. Um, I'm enjoying the show and the story, says Rebecca, and hopefully her and David will find their way back to one another. I did enjoy Shona throwing the Jackson on the floor and ripping her shirt off, though, to seduce David. Can you remember Gemma and Shona living on the same estate, though? Maybe they got Kylie and Shona mixed up. I don't know. I also enjoyed the callback with Shona stealing Ray's wallet and David saying that she has beautiful swamp eyes. It seems like so long ago that that I David know. and Shona, when, when <laughs> Rebecca starts talking about it now, I was like, was that, was that only last week? Um, also still enjoying the Ollie story as well, and I think there'll be drama and sadness ahead, which makes me pained for Leanne. She was so happy when Ollie was mooing, bless her. I also enjoyed the farm scenes, small as they were. Non-existent. Mm. Park scenes. They were ducks. The VE day <laughs> scenes were only jarring for me because they didn't air on the date that they should. The actual scenes I enjoyed, and it was good to see Norris back again, and the callbacks to Betty and Billy I appreciated too. Didn't even mind the dressing up, as it was for a reason. Oh, and Scott definitely beat up Jordan and Chelsea, unless the bruised knuckles is a massive red herring. Yeah, just going back to that VE Day stuff, I still looking back on it, it didn't quite didn't quite do it for me. And it wasn't the fact that it was it wasn't broadcast on the date. I think it just felt very um yeah, by by the numbers. Um where are we? I really hope Daniel slept with Nicky. <laughs> Otherwise, he's been ripped off just for a chat. <laughs> Still liking Mickey. <laughs> the only bit worth noting of Seb, Alina and Emma was Emma getting her hand stuck in the vase. Just get Seb and Alina together and shove them away for six months, please. The fostering story is a good idea, but why did the build-up all have to be off-screen? I like the protest too. I'd like to see a protest. And the Fears and Tyrone scenes were short but sweet. Enjoyed seeing them again. Character of the week is Shona, and I give it... This is a popular one. Three Glints and Evelyn's father's trousers out of five. <laughs> I, that's a great Everybody likes to imagine glinting trousers. Yes. <coughs> Fangirl overload one, two, three, Gemma. What does she make of this week's episodes? This week was harrowing, poignant and harrowing, heartbreaking. Harrowing, we were right. Jane did an amazing job, as did the rest of the cast. Toya and Imran's decision to stand by Leanne was very sweet, and I also loved the bonding between Emma and Alina. The Fizz, Tyrone, Gemma and Chesney story was okay, but slightly boring. No. And seemed to drag the week down a bit. I really liked it. However, Roy and Arthur talking about trains was just purely great. I agree there. Character of the week is Toya. And for oh, pit- there we go. And for putting her sister first, but it was too sad for me to give it more than three and a half, three nagers out of five. Oh, she's giving it three nagers too. Yeah. So, yeah. I was, t- I was wondering whether or not to give it three and a half as well, because I really found it too sad. Oh yeah, maybe that's what's you know stopping me giving it four and a half though. It's just too sad. I like how I like how Fangirl Overload One Two Three has given it to Toya though. I think, I think it is character character of the week Toya, but character that I enjoyed watching an actress and performance and everything of the week was was Leanne. So oh, I wish they could share it. Um, Lena, I, I just stole this um, post off the Facebook group um, this week because I, I enjoyed reading it. Lena <laughs> posted that she's so thankful to have found this podcast over a year ago. Because we do have to have feedback. It's nice to have feedback about the podcast and not just Coronation Street on okay. the Conversation Street feedback group. I started watching through a variety of British TV apps here in the US and that was the beginning. I have no one to discuss the show with and thoroughly look forward to waking up on a Sunday morning and listening to the past week's show. Thanks for being great long distant friends that you never knew you were. Oh, I like, I do. I like messages friends. like that. That's lovely. It's really nice, isn't it? It's really, really lovely to with all the community and... Uh, yeah, it is lovely. And all that. It is really fun when you can go onto Facebook and like live chat with somebody who's trying to make themselves beans on toast for the first time. And yeah, just if anyone wondered, she liked it. So I, I, I just like it that you know when the, when the new episode bings onto people's phones, it it makes people go, ooh, 
Because I get that sometimes that. with podcasts. Sometimes, you know, podcasts appear and it's like, okay, I've got something else to listen to. But sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that was coming out today. Or, oh, I've been looking forward to listening to this. And it's, oh, it's nice. Oh, that's a really that, nice thought. Nice that I'm we can that have that effect on it. still find it. Yeah. I still After find all this it time. that people listen to this <laughs> crap. <laughs> <laughs> also talking about the Facebook group, we had a really interesting conversation oh, yeah. about this stable door. Joe just posted about it. Gemma saying, and Chesney's stable door. Yeah, because there was a scene with her with it half open and she had a conversation with her children about whether it would actually be useful to have that as your front door. But I also found Andrew's comment really hilarious is he didn't like the door but he would enjoy seeing it blow open in the night which i think would cause a lot of drama but the best image he created in my mind was he suggested that we'd have a drunk jenny toppling through it on her way staggering <laughs> home and i don't know where she'd be I staggering to but no because she works in her home well she could probably go for the bistro couldn't she and, and stagger back but, but i can just imagine her, somebody leaning on it and falling into the they had to have put that door in for a reason well, it's there because it shouldn't be a front door, isn't it? Yeah, it's quirky and, and wrong and it's very... Just like Gemma. Yeah, it's very <laughs> fitting for those you know, oddball characters to have it. But you're right, there is, there is untapped comedy potential in a stable door. For a front door. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's all of the feedback. That's everything we've got to talk about this week on Conversation Street. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We've got an email address if you want to send in your feedback for this week's um, episodes or whatever you want to chat to us about. Conversationstreet at gmail.com. The web address is conversationstreet.podbean.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Patreon. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, don't forget to check out um, the YouTube video about our ratings of all the yeah, all the that- current regular characters and, and keep an eye on that like subscribe blah, blah, blah. um you can that is that, a youtube exclusive video. that is youtube exclusive i'm not going to be releasing that as, as um podcast. as a podcast because it is it's, it's kind of visual i mean it, you can well, you use your imagination <laughs> if we say you know oh, you know, what, you know what the characters look like but yeah it, that's going to stay as a youtube um and it's um it, the plan is every thursday for the next sort of seven or eight weeks we'll be uploading the next episode of that and it's it, we have had quite a few more hits on that video than we have on quite a lot of our other ones recently and likes and everything people so love it there's I, like 200 200 watches i <laughs> don't give the actual numbers um it's yeah i i hope that people will stay as engaged in the future episodes i can imagine that people would be more interested in listening to people listening to us talk about the current characters than you know the ones from well, possibly 50 the 60s, years before they started or watching the 70s or the 80s you don't really know what we're talking about no, but anyway, if you if you haven't seen it and then you want more Conversation Street content, then it's there just a it click is. Away. It's there for it you. Right we there. made it for you. And you get to see what our lounge looks like a little bit as well. Oh yeah. Mm. I think that's, that's it. it. That's it. That is it. We're, we're, it's um it's not quite midnight yet, so you know the, the competition, the Patreon do... competition, is oh. open for another hour and twenty minutes. We'll but we've got anyone... to wait to do our Airbnb. We, we've got to. Oh please, wish us luck. Well, it's going to be too late. Everybody, I think it's going to. Gonna, so. I think the website is going to crash. You reckon? Yeah, because everyone wants a book. Yeah. Oh, I hope we get it. Oh. Wish us luck in the past. Yeah. See <laughs> you next week, listeners. Yeah. For another episode of Conversation <laughs> See you next week, Bye. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. dot